Blog Talk Radio. That's right. The Jokers and Jesters Comedy Tour is back on the road. We are currently promoting our second Amazon Prime special, Jokers and Jesters, the next special. We will be touring small towns across this great country of ours. So for our tour date, follow us on Facebook at Jokers and Jester Comedy Tour or at our website, jokersandjester.com. It's a great night of music, laughter, and magic. Don't miss us as we come to a small town near you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. You know what I think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. <laughs> oh, sure. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. We air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Hello to all you something duckers out there. The CEO of Lies Naked demanded I shoot a holiday video. 
We need to promote everyone get their Lysmic boosters every week. All you nimwits and rubes just keep taking it. But Mr. G, Lobolus wants me to be nicer to you since this will be your last holiday season on Earth. By the way we now have the suicide pods available for rental. Before you enjoy your last breath in a suicide pod, we need you scalawags to get tested for COVID. You must be completely up to date on your vaccine passport. Absolutely no exceptions. When you step into the suicide pod, we do not want you to catch COVID. You must also wear at least five scams on your face, with a minimum of two of your scams being an N95. After you take a final breath on Earth, we will give you another COVID test. Both before and after your trip to the suicide pod, you will be required to go through the TSI naked body scan. We need to make sure we're not hiding any Ivermectin, Federal Reserve notes, or carbon inside your person. For all we know you could be a something ducker that likes to hide Nuremberg code inside your junk. We need to keep you comfortable and safe. Also please remember, when your person turns to ashes and dust, please do make sure you are still keeping with local social distancing guidelines. You must still keep your ashes six feet away from the previous customer. If you refuse to get in the suicide pod, we will take you to the local FEMA camp. That is all on have a holiday season. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative Radio Show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio show right here on Freedomizerradio.com Now sit back and enjoy the show.
right, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer Radio. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Thursday, so we'll have Kimo joining us here in just a moment as my Thursday co-host. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share tonight, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone. I will make it a point to bring you into the conversation. So with that, let's bring Kimo. Hello. <laughs> What's the word on the street today, sir? Uh, the weather in Vegas is horrible. Uh, it wasn't that bad today. Uh, it was warmer in Colorado than when I got off the airplane. <laughs> Are you in Vegas? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I tried to tell you last week, I'm uh, covering the F1 race for Rocky Mountain Sports this weekend, so I happen to be in Vegas. <laughs> so when is the race exactly? Uh, qualifying's tomorrow night. The race is actually Saturday night. All right. And you go back on Sunday, I'm guessing? Yeah, I go back Sunday morning. All right. Yeah, right. I was going to see if we had time to get together, but obviously it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, unfortunately, no. All right. Well, that's cool. Currently being lazy, laying on my bed in the hotel room, so. All right. So just uh, before we get into deeper news, I don't know what you had to cover today. Um, I'm very clip-heavy today uh, for all the stuff that it did not get to for the week because I, I uploaded a bunch of stuff, and some of it I really would like to get into. But before we get into that, uh, it became official today, the Las Vegas A's. Yep, they're, everyone's leaving Oakland to come to Vegas. The Raiders already did it, and now the A's are coming. Uh, they're still trying to figure out where they're going to play between 2024 and 2028. There is a chance that they come here early and play at the AAA ballpark, which is across from the Red Rock Casino in Summerlin. Well, that would be and interesting. I, I haven't been to that park. The last park I went to for a AAA game was Cashman Field. Oh, you never – did you ever go to the Colorado Springs Sky Sox? Uh, no. Okay. So We've seen the – I've seen the stadium and stuff, but never actually caught a game. So the last three years, the Las Vegas minor league baseball team, the Aviators, outdrew the Oakland A's major league team. So if they put the team here – uh, it's not going to hurt them, so to speak, because they're used to not having attendance. I think they'll get more attendance here in Vegas than they would have been, you know, over the last couple of years in Oakland. It's... 
And it was it was voted unanimously. And if you think about it, as a major league baseball owner, do you want to go to Vegas or do you want to sit in Oakland? <laughs> Just like the NFL, uh, everybody would rather come to Vegas. Right. And in the long so, run, this would be the stretch of pro teams that actually, you know, because Vegas, you know, have a pro, pro hockey team. They now have an NFL team. So why not make it a major league team? And there's already talk that that uh, basketball, after the uh, in the off season, they they formally want to announce that they're expanding to Seattle and Las Vegas. Yeah. So we're gonna have everything here. That that to me that's you know in a way that's a good thing. It's something you know. For so many years living in Vegas, you know, before moving to Colorado and everything, so many times they always try to get pro teams to come here. It's like whether, you know, the All-Star game, the NBA All-Star game, you know, they they tried to do it and go, hey, you know, Vegas is good enough to have a pro team, but because of sports betting and everything else, uh, that, that was always a no-go. So what uh, what I heard was that every sport wanted in, but nobody wanted to be the first one because they were scared well, of the market. Well, we'll see how this goes as far as baseball goes. I mean, the Golden Knights sell out almost every night. You know, the, their hockey team is home. And it's, know, as lately, garbage and janky as the Raiders are, they're five and five this year. They're 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 really better than their 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 record is better than what they are, but they're they're pulling games out of their tuchus, it sounds like. And yet, you know, sold out seats for Allegiant Stadium. You know, you can't get it. Out of curiosity, we was checking on tickets and stuff, and just like wheelchair access is three hundred and fifty bucks a ticket. Yeah, I'm not interested. And even then, yeah, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to spend one week's salary to take me and my wife to a, a football game. Yep, pretty much. So they can have it. I Am I happy they're here? I, I guess. I mean, it doesn't faze me. I'd rather have the sport than not have it, but I, okay. I, I don't care. I mean, let's see the insanity in February when the Super Bowl comes to Las Vegas. I have a feeling there'll be a baseball card show there that I probably want to uh, to get involved in. <laughs> Might be a good selling opportunity. Should be. So, anyway, uh, before we get started, that F1 stuff, I, I, I think it's highly overrated, but that's just me. I, I think that they... They spent way too much money for one race in a, in a year. I, I just don't – I don't see this being successful, but I, I could be wrong. It's well, a sport I, mean, I don't follow, but if they want to try it, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any difference one way or the other for me. I hope they do well. 
but it doesn't phase me. Well, right now, it's just, you know, the first time in a long time that Las Vegas has hosted a Formula One race. We're going to see how this goes, especially, you know, having, you know, the, the strip torn apart and repaved and, you know, all the work that's been done, on, you know, to actually run the track out here. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the race and see exactly how many people, I mean, we were hearing reports forever, you know, that uh, hotel rooms, you know, they were dropping their prices because they were having a hard time selling hotel rooms. And they were also having a hard time selling, you know, race tickets. Right. So we'll see how the crowd is and, you know, we'll see what the numbers are after the fact, you know, after the race weekend is over to see how many people actually went to the race and, it's going to be interesting, but the weird thing to that is this is the end of the schedule for the Formula One season. And when they do the new schedule next year, basically they're going to run the race in Vegas six months from now and next year in the 2024 season. So it's going to be unique to see them tear all that stuff down only to have to build it all back up again in six months. I wonder why they chose them. Um, it's for weather purposes and travel purposes for the next season. It just happened that they had to do the scheduling as such to where the last race of the season was Las Vegas. Well, that's because they just barely finished the construction. Yeah. I think early November is a, is a better time than, than the middle of May. Um, well, according to Formula One, you know, they think it's going to be better, you know, you know, in earlier middle of May than, you know, it is in November because of temperatures. And it's like, oddly enough, operating temperatures for those race cars, they do they would do better in Vegas in May than they would here this weekend. So that's I a lot of I just think in my head, if you're trying to get traffic, it's pushing 90 degrees <laughs> by then. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, but not my again. decision, not my sport, <laughs> so I don't really care. Then again, you know, they race in, you know, the UAE, you know, at the date, you know, the dates usually of the race there, you know, temperatures are 120, 125 degrees. Right, exactly. So I don't think it's really a big deal to them at that point that, you know, 90, you know, it's 90 degrees in Vegas. Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, you know, it's within, you know, this season and next season, we'll see what the crowds are like and everything else. If the crowds are good, they'll keep it in Vegas. If not, you know, their two-year contract kind of goes over that. And, you know, they'll end up moving it back to Circuit of the Americas in, you know, in Texas. Right. So, in other related news, uh, anything you want to cover before I get into some stuff? 
Um, other than other than my rant about my plane my plane flight here, but that's another story. <laughs> we actually were delayed by about forty five minutes getting out of the runway because, um, and I hope somebody videoed. I mean, they actually, you know, people were video videoing it on their cameras. But let's see if this actually comes out on you know YouTube or something like that. But we had a basic Karen on the airplane that. Um, she got, you know, she was a little inebriated. We'll just put it that way. And wasn't happy with the seat she chose. Oh. And she started complaining and whining and bitching. And I wasn't really paying attention because I try to avoid those situations. But being the, you know, the first being with the advantage of me being in the chair, um, with Southwest, Southwest Airlines, I'm always first to get on the plane and last to get off. So she was complaining that she couldn't get rows further, you know, into the seats and everything else. And eventually security had to be called in Las Vegas. You know, and, and, you know, the Colorado Springs police had to, you know, escort her off the plane before we could take off. So. Hmm. And then it was weird because once we landed in Vegas, it was, you know, very humid. And normally it's not that humid in November in Vegas. It was pretty humid, I guess. It, like, rained yesterday. and Yeah, I saw that. And rumor has it it's supposed to rain, like, apparently it's supposed to rain Saturday like the day of the race, so this is going to be interesting to see as well. It's, you know, whether we do get to see a race or not because of the weather. Hey, for me, it was just an excuse to get a free airfare and a free hotel room to hang out in Vegas for a couple days. I understand. Hey, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. other that. Other than that, it's just been traveling all day and stuff, and I figured you've got other topics to go over, and I'll give my two cents wherever I can today. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's a good thing that I that I'm clip heavy today. I guess. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first one here, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, we I've discussed him at at nauseum here. Um, he's he's like the perfect number two choice, uh, the only one that's making sense other than Trump. So uh, CNN had him on just a couple days ago, and uh, and the CNN hack got pretty wrecked. So uh, I want to play this two minute clip here. That language, they live like vermin. Do you believe that that is, as your uh, Republican colleague Chris Christie has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word I was think chosen that we are for in the a middle reason. of a cultural war in this country. 
the well, you know what? It, it, it's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them wildly as wildly violating the rule of law? We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use that language? The vocabulary of the verb in or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and the loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping, picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping. If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day, and yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami, this is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate, rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country, picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it, give me a break. Yeah, so Vivek wasn't having that at all. <laughs> no, he was not. <laughs> but everything he said, I, I can't disagree with. I can't either, because that's the thing that I've said so many times that, you know, the mainstream media nitpicks and, you know, picks little topics and little words and phrases. And then all of a sudden, everybody else, you know, that doesn't agree with them is the bad guy. And well, what they're trying they're to do is they're trying to draw a wedge between Trump and Vivek, and uh, this way they could they could say, "See, Trump is dysfunctional. He's arguing with somebody else." That's what they're trying to do. See, you need to vote for Brandon or Governor Gruesome uh, because uh, because Trump can't get along with anybody. That that's that's their goal. And Vivek basically said to kiss my tukus. Yeah, because he didn't want to – he wanted to debate the issues, not, you know, debate what Trump said. Yeah, why are – and let me get into this here. So they, I'll tell you the, the reason why our side loses – and I'm not even talking Republicans. I'm talking about, like, people that share truth. We have Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, et cetera. And instead of going after them, you have people mad that Alex Jones still has a radio show because they they swear by their uh, on a stack of Bibles that that uh, that Alex Jones is an Israeli agent, and and it's like really if you don't like the guy, there's no law that says you're required to listen to him. If you don't like him, change the channel. But you're, you're, I, I've had people tell me, and I've, I've had to uh, – this was an old thing that every so often a host will do some skip tracing on me and say that, see, I have evidence that proof works for Mossad, and he makes $60,000 a month to run Freedomizer Radio. 
if that's the case, we would have commercials that we would play on a regular basis that are more brand name than what we have. I definitely would not be working a day job for fifty one thousand a year if uh, if you I make sixty thousand a month. What's that? <clears throat> I'd have a new car. You're right. Car. You'd, be in, you'd be living in Summerland and somewhere, you know, or the Green Valley or somewhere like that. <laughs> well, I live like two blocks away, I guess, from Summerland. Maybe I, I don't know, but regardless, you're right. I, I wouldn't be living in a in a house built in 1977. Although it's, yeah. a, it's a big enough house, but it's old. But that's but, the problem. Yeah. No, nobody wants to take that energy and put it into fighting real globalists. They're, they're too busy trying to nitpick each other. That's the thing about Democrats. Democrats don't give a – they don't care whose birthday it is. They don't care what stupid stuff somebody says. If somebody quotes that there's – that there's nine different body parts instead of genitalia, uh, they'll believe it. They don't care. They wake up every morning, check to see what they have to believe, and they just program it in. And most people, most unintelligent, well, I would say I won't say unintelligent, uninformed people, it's like nine out of ten times. They look at the headlines and not mm-hmm. the topic, and they go by the headlines. So they, you know, mainstream media can make up any headline they want. You know, they can still have the actual facts there, but all of a sudden, you know, people are like, oh, well, the headline said this, that, and all the others, so this is what I'm going to believe. And then it's like, did you actually read the article? It's like, oh, I didn't need to read the article. I read the headline. That was enough. And it's like you realize the whole thing was debunking the argument you were making in the first place on the headline. Well, Rush they, Limbaugh used to call those people low-information voters. And, yeah. uh, and you can even have a headline called Trump sucks. And well, it'll, it'll have four paragraphs about his favorite beverage that he's drinking. But the headline will say Trump sucks. Exactly. It's, it's like I want to bring another always... voice into the conversation, Kimo, while we're talking. I have Vito here, and I've been wanting to talk to him since you talked to him last about a month ago. Oh, cool. Hey, Vito. What's up, guys? Hey, nice to hear How's your voice everybody? again, sir. Yeah, man, I'm feeling better, but still, still a long way to go. A long, long way to go. But Are you still in rehab? Getting by. I'm home now. I've been home for a couple of weeks, but I just come home and, I, and I, all I want to do is sleep. I don't know. I get it. I, I was they hoping you or B would call in today because I have an article that just came out uh, about an hour before I went on air, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, like, you know, the, rehab is, the home rehab is going good, and it's just, uh, you know, I just got to build up my leg muscle. There is no muscle. So you have a, so you have a home health yeah. nurse that comes by every so often. I have a nurse, a physical therapist, an occupational therapist coming by. Okay. So you know, it's, it's all good. You know, I'm not complaining, but I just like I said, you know, I wish this didn't happen. Poof! I did nothing to deserve this. That's the crazy. Oh, thing. I understand. 
I'm just glad so, you're still here. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Could have been far worse. Even my lawyer told me I cheated death. You know, but we'll see what's gonna we'll see, we'll see what's gonna come of this. You know, so, somehow I'll get the message as to why I'm still here and not and not there. You know, but uh, the, you know the, the the thing with Nikki uh, Haley, uh, she wants. I don't know if you discussed this. She wants everyone who goes on social media to be identified and verified. Is she out of her yeah. mind? Probably. Yeah. I, I don't like her one bit. So no, I, I believe no, everything that makes said, including she is Dick Cheney and three inch heels. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just a shame. You know, people think, you know, it's like you said, the, 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 the headline in an article would be in big three-inch letters, and it'll say one thing, and they don't read the rest of the story, and it doesn't talk nothing about what the headline is. And, they, and that's all they need to see. That's all they need to see. And they believe it, lock, stock, and barrel. And, they, and, and, and they're not uninformed. They are ignorant, and they are idiots. Right. Willfully ignorant. There's a difference. Willfully ignorant, not just no. oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. You could show them, and they yeah. and they will still they'll they'll still argue with you. Well, the proof, the evidence could be right in front of their face, and they don't care. You know, it's right here. Yeah, look, it's right here. There's a video that shows Joe Biden raping somebody, raping a female, and, and yeah, so what? That means nothing. You know, they don't care. They just know that Donald Trump sucks, and we have to get rid of Trump. You know, they had Mayorkas. They had Mayorkas up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the Republicans, they bunted. They, bumped they, 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 they screwed up. They let, let this guy go. They could have at least impeached him. All right, it, it wouldn't have made the Senate. It wouldn't have passed the Senate. Fine. But you know what? At least... Let it out that this guy sucks. That this guy's really the reason why our country, well, Biden is, but, but this guy is a co conspirator into destroying our country. I agree. It would have sent a message and make him squirm for a little bit. Exactly. All right, maybe they won't impeach uh, Biden, but you know what? They got my orcas. It's a start. It's a start, and and yet they won't even go there. You know, and and it's not it's not like he didn't do anything. He knowingly lied to Congress, and yet, and yet, you know, they still let him go. And here's where we are. So they got polls uh, uh, with Whitmer. I heard uh, uh, there was a poll that Whitmer. Loses the Trump by two points. Yeah, right. I, I, I laughed at it when I heard that. I was like, "There's no way she she loses the Trump by two points." Uh, Trump loses to Biden by like seven or eight. Um, you had Whitmer. You had Newsom. He loses to uh, Trump beats Newsom by three, and and Trump beats Whitmer by two. And I'm like. They're all out of their minds. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know anybody <clears throat> that that would think Gretchen Whitmer is a is a big step up. No, she's she's she is she would be uh, worse than Kamala Harris, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's funny. That Gretchen Whitmer would make Kamala Harris look like uh, look like Abraham Lincoln up yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, meanwhile, wasn't didn't she wasn't she the one who went um who went to Florida on vacation while everyone in uh, in her state yeah, she locked everyone to go down and then that weekend she ran off to Florida. <laughs> oh my God! Now I saw an article uh, that came out. I'm not sure if this is the article we're talking about, but uh, uh, there, there's some a, a news story came out where. Um, uh, a, a Fauci aide uh, in an email said that we need to destroy uh, records that they want, that we can't let them see these records. And no one is saying nothing about it or doing anything about it. They're just going to go about, you know, screw us, you know, All screw right. the, uh, the average guy over, and, and they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. So, uh, I have Pianchi that wants to join us, but I want to get a couple of articles out first before I, I let Pianchi uh, get some time with you here. So, first off, you saw where where Governor Gruesome and Xi Jinping and Brandon had their San Francisco meeting and they clo- and they cleaned up the city. And Gruesome even yep. admitted that he cleaned it up just and because the dictator came in. And and the people of San Francisco, shame on them. They get the people of San Francisco and of California get everything they deserve by letting these by keeping these idiots in office. And they they had you a know, parade think, for for Xi Jinping, and they had American soldiers holding China flags. Not one U.S. What? flag anywhere. All China. Are you kidding? No, that's why I wanted to bring it up to you. Oh my God! Oh, you got to see the video. I got to look this video up. That that's almost treasonous. Oh, I know it is. But is it's only treasonous treason. if somebody complains. Holy cow! Wow! And no one in the government's going to complain. You know it, and I know it. Of course not. That is outrageous. And how can soldiers actually stand there and hold up a, a flag that is synonymous with oppression? I, you know, under Mao, they killed what eighty million people. That the Chinese admit, uh, the Chinese admitted to killing eighty million people. Yeah. Our government, I think, said sixty million, and the Chinese said eighty. Million. So it's got to be even more than that. So, also, one other article I wanted to bring up real quick. Mayor Eric Adams announces New York City will reduce police officers to below 30000 and slash the education department to put more money into illegals. Yeah, well, the education department, yeah, they're going to, they stopped, they stopped a class 
of school safety officers. They're basically security guards. They're not armed, but you know, they're something. Uh, they, they were manning the uh, <clears throat> they were manning the uh, um, X-ray machines at some of the schools. Um, they stopped that class. I think it was like a class of 250. They just stopped a new class of NYPD recruits from going in, and uh, they're gonna basically they're gonna let cops retire, you know, and 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 make do with what they have. And they, from what I Hold on a second. I'm going to read to you what I was told, what I got this morning. Hold on a second. Yes. Because this, this is nuts what I read this morning. Um, yeah, with all that crime going on in New York City, the best way to fight that is, is to lay off officers. That, that's going to work. Okay, this is what I got this morning. A meeting yes. with NYPD press, the, the police commissioner, and the mayor. Happened late this afternoon. Uh, was, I got this this month, so it may have been late yesterday. In addition to freezing the new academy classes, furloughing or laying off every cop with less than two years on the job is a possibility. Also, sergeants with sergeants with with less than one year in rank may be demoted at least temporarily until this economic situation is under control. The mayor demanded 80% of all administrative staff be put back to patrol and will hire a special monitor to make sure this happens. CRC is is still being dismantled. I think that's a a, a tactical unit within the police department, like an anti-terror tactical unit. They may have CRC training cops do all types of CRV details twice a week on straight time, and then return to their commands when not needed. And that's it. And, it's, it's, uh, you know, I sent this to my daughter's boyfriend, who's a fireman, and, and, and he, he said to me, he said, you think they do to the fire department? I said, I don't see why not. Uh, you know, right now, uh, I'm sure I told him, I said, I'm sure that they have uh, a minical, m- uh, minimum manning protocols in place where if they start laying firemen off, that they, they could operate at a certain number. You know, what are you going to do? The city doesn't have any money. The, the city doesn't have any money, and this was all started with that piece of crap, Bill De Blasio, and and Adams just took it to the next level, thinking that you know I'm I'm the cool guy, you know. Now he goes to Washington D.C. Washington D.C. ain't gonna give him money, and and, and and what are they gonna do? What can you do? What is Adams gonna do? Nothing. Now he's gonna screw us now instead of the people. Like I tell people, I tell people here left and right, go to a gun store, buy a gun, yourself a gun, get a lot of ammunition, learn how to shoot that gun. You're not going to go out there and be a vigilante, no. But you're going to be there to protect yourself and your property if it comes down to that. Because cops ain't going to come. If they're reducing the number of cops, they're not coming. What's going to be left isn't going to be coming. They're talking. When I was when I was when I was a policeman, I believe we had over thirty five thousand, maybe thirty six thousand cops, uniformed police officers uh, working for the city. Which what Adams is doing is going to be reduced to under thirty thousand. I like to see right. how they're going to do this. I like to see how they're going to do this. Well, the important thing yeah. is, is that they're funding illegals, so that that's that's more important. Oh yeah. That, that is absolutely 100% right to sarcastically, of course. They, they have to take care of these people. And, and, and you, had, you had that, that pig, 
Kathy Horkel, because she ain't no hoe, she's a whore, she, in the beginning, was saying, we have to welcome these, this is the American way of welcoming illegals. And then she turns around. Once it's been realized that they got no money for this, they're not getting no money for this, then she turns around and she says, well, you know what, maybe people should think again about coming here. You know, stay where you want until things get better, then come here. No, screw you. The people of Buffalo. You know, did you hear about the illegals in, uh, in Chicago? No, what do they do that? So in Chicago, it's so bad for the illegals that they're, they're packing up and going back to Venezuela because they, th- they say it's safer in Venezuela than it is in Chicago. Cool. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, you want to know why it's safer for them there? Because you know what? The blacks, that he, the blacks in America who are getting stepped on by Democrats are starting to kick, the, are starting to kick ass. They're, they're, they're going around. They're robbing, they're robbing the illegals. They're kicking their ass. They don't want them here because they want, you know, what, what, what rightfully so, they should be getting, not the illegals. If you're giving it to the illegals, why weren't they giving this to the blacks? And nobody has an answer to that. And you know, well, they do have an answer. They, call, they say you're being racist. You're being insensitive. No, I'm being realistic. Why are we taking care of these people? And, 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 and the bottom line is because they want to make them vote. They need voters because the black population in this country is starting to realize. They did it under Trump. You know, I don't understand how they didn't, more of them didn't vote for him uh, in the 2020 election. But, all right, you know, it happened. Uh, you know, they got fooled again. And this time they got to, you know, they have to wake up to what's going on now because they're being trampled on. You know, the, 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 the black crime in this, in this country is skyrocketing, and it's all because the Democrats are ignoring them. They're not doing nothing for them. Nothing at all. They're just giving them just enough, you know, for substance to survive, and they don't care what they do. Hey, go buy drugs with it. Go do this. Go do that. But, and man, that's why they want Big Mike to come out there. If Big Mike sloshes like she did on the Ellen show, she's a very nice lady, and that'll attract the black people to come back. So that's all they oh, think. They have to dangle a carrot every four years, and, and, and you're good. And it's literally a carrot that's in between Big Mike's legs. Right. So let's bring Bianchi in here because I'm sure he wants to say hi to you. Yep. Hey, Vito, man, I'm yeah, glad to hear that you're doing better. I'm feeling better. You know, still, you know, the one thing, I don't know if anybody's had an, had a, a, a foot amputated or, 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 you know, a part of a leg. You really, I'm telling you right now, I, I have no toes on my left foot. And I can tell you when I'm feeling pain in my in my in my foot, I know exactly what toe hurts me, and yet there's no toe there. Damn. Well, you know, right. Vito, I had a friend that I had been trying to get a hold of, calling him on my phone for over a year, and uh, about two weeks ago he called me up. I said, "Man, where you been?" He said, "Man, Pianchi, I almost died." Oh my God! Said, well, what was wrong with you? You had had COVID. He said, "Yeah." Plus, I lost a leg. Vito. He had a cyst that formed on the bottom of his foot. And you know, when you have something like that, you're hardly paying attention to it. But okay. what happened? It, it got bigger, and it got to the point where it burst. Well, 
he said he, I should go to the hospital, and he put on a thick sock because it was oozing. So I guess the day before he was going to go to the hospital, he went in the, the kitchen, and he was going to clean up, wash dishes, and mop the floor, mop the floor with some concoction. He went and laid down, got up, went back in the kitchen, and the floor was still damp. So anyway, he got to feeling real bad. He went to the hospital. He got there in the emergency room, and he passed out. Vito, when he woke up, they had took one of his legs. Oh, my God. They took one of his legs. And check this out. When he seen that, he came to and seen that he passed out again. But <laughs> later on, yeah. he had a he had a roommate, not his room, but somebody next door, and they was making all kind of anguish noise and everything. And he, the nurse would have to pass through his room to get to the room with the other patient. So he asked the nurse, he said, what's wrong with that patient? And she said, he's got COVID. And then my friend said, well, you're not supposed to be walking through my side if he's got COVID, are you? She yeah. said, you got COVID too. And he yeah, said, no, I funny don't. Question. Funny you should mention that. Yeah. Then she said, wait, she called a floor nurse that takes and carts around one of those portable x-ray machines. She came in the room with the machine, x-rayed him, and she said, see here, this is your COVID you got in your lungs. So. What are you talking about? Yeah. You, they can't x-ray COVID in the lung. They got, then, then you talk about he's got pneumonia. He doesn't have COVID. Yeah, I don't know. The doctor said that his leg had went septic, whatever that means. Uh, that means you went poisonous. It's it's no good for him. Yeah, that happens, yeah. Wow. And he he was a person that ate right. Matter of fact, he had a trucking job and he was given an award, you know, outstanding service and everything. Next thing you know, this happens. Is it his left leg or right leg? I don't know which one it was. I really don't. I imagine. I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I never asked him. Well, for me, luckily for me, it's my left leg. So if I did go back to work, if I do go back to work, which my doctor really said I really shouldn't go back to work, just go on Social Security, man. Just get what you can. Um, at least I, you know, with the way things are, once everything, if it heals up, and I'm and I'm able to go out, I can at least drive with my right foot because the, the trucks are all automatic now anyway. So most of them. So I don't have to worry about driving, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, operating a, uh, a truck, but. Still, I have to climb in and out of that cab, man. That's three and a half feet. Climbing up. Yeah. Going up, going that's, down. That's going up, going down. Do. About 20, 30 times a day, man. That's that, that, I don't want that. You know, I do not want well, that. Well, maybe so, you should go ahead and do like the doctor recommends. Well, that, that that is more than likely what I am going to do, but I think you have to be out for a certain period of time before you could apply for it. I yeah. believe. I'm not on I'm sure. So I just have well, to make sure you get it. a good attorney. That's what counts. Yeah. A good, uh, and see, the thing is with those those <laughs> attorneys, I don't know what it is in New York, but I know in Missouri, they can only collect six thousand dollars. So if you got a million dollars, they only get paid six thousand. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think she the, the one that I'm looking at. She gets a flat fee. This is being referred to by family. So. 
Yeah. She only gets she charges a few a few grand and that's it. And it, and she's never, uh, from what I've told, she she's every time she's gone in, they've you know it's been approved. But anyway, while I was in the hospital, funny you should mention it. A week before I get discharged, I caught COVID in the hospital in the in the in the rehab center. Damn. All right, and and like right now, I got I got this COVID cough, which is which really is. Acid, I think my my daughter says it's acid reflux. There's nothing to do with a cough, that is. It's acid reflux. So and it feels like acid reflux. But it was funny because I had I had a slight fever. Uh, I had a cough, a real you know an actual cough, and I had a, a slight runny nose. So. You know the the, the nurse in, in the hospital was saying, you know, we got we got a few COVID patients on the floor, and I'm like, oh, I got I have COVID. You want me to test? I says, yeah, why not? What the hell? Where are we gonna? Where am I gonna go? She tests me. She comes back five minutes later. She says, congratulations, you got COVID. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So so they 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 were gonna move me because my roommate, uh, my roommate which wasn't in my room, he had dementia. Every time they put him in the room, he would try to get out of the room, and they 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 basically sedated him and kept him in in a, in a wheelchair uh, next you know next to the nurses station, and they kept me in the room by myself. And then they were going to move me to a room with another patient who had COVID, and then it turns out he winds up get, uh, falling out of bed. And he had to go to the hospital, so they kept me in my room. So I was in my room for ten days by myself in my glory. Didn't have wow. to leave. I was. Dude, I felt nice and comfortable. That's all I got to say. Actually, actually, no, comfortable being that I was by myself, but in the rehabs, the beds that they have in the rehabs, they absolutely suck. It's like two pieces of paper for a mattress and a little cotton in between. I'm telling you, horrible. Well, I'm glad you're doing better, man. I hope you have a speedy recovery. I really do. Who, Pianga, I'm out. I'm out medically. I'm out at least until Jan- the end of January, beginning of February, which is going to be extended. You know, it's going to be extended. It's going to be extended. I know it's going to be extended. You know, because there's just no way. I'm just now barely, I'm just now starting to put pressure on, on my leg. And, and I, I was able to climb upstairs with the assistance of somebody helping me climb upstairs. I can't climb up uh, upstairs by myself. I could climb downstairs. I can go downstairs, but I can't go upstairs. Upstairs, it, it's virtually impossible. But going down downstairs, I can do it. Not that I want to do it. You know, because I told I told the uh, uh, the doctor today. I said I don't want to go upstairs. I don't want to go nowhere near stairs unless I have to. Because I had to, today. I had to go to the doctor. I had to go see old doctor today. So today, when I got out of the house, I walked down the stairs by myself. My daughter was in front of me. She was making sure I was all right. You know, got in a wheelchair, wheeled it to the car, got out of the wheelchair, got into the car, and, you know, then basically I stayed in the car all day long, except for when I went to the hospital and uh, uh, when I went in and out of the hospital and when I went to go see my uh, my general practitioner. And that's it. Yeah. Well, you got to take it easy and uh, do what they recommend, man, and uh, keep the faith yeah. and the perseverance. Pianchi, this is all. This is listen. I understand keep the faith, bro, because I I still don't. Under, I didn't touch it. I still don't understand. I did not get more injured than what I suffered at that moment. I I didn't get another scratch. Nowhere else on my body. Nothing. And 
it's it's freaky. You know, it's very freaky. Somebody was watching over me. That's all I gotta say. Someone or something. Well, I'm was happy to. I'm happy they did a good job because she's still here with us, and your voice is always needed. Yep. All our voices are needed, Bianchi, because we all know what the hell's going on out there, man. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah, we do. I wasn't taking it. It's beyond the two-minute warning, man, I tell you. The way we are. And look at New York City. We had had every city council seat in New York City up for election last week. What, two weeks ago? And, And nothing's changed. The voting, the voting was under. Uh, I think the numbers were low, and that always that always uh, benefits the Democrats. Nobody wants to vote, you know. And and it, it, and and the schools were, I believe the schools were close to election day, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know that's pretty much the case around the places where they've had recent elections. You know, like the one there in Ohio where they came up with that idea it's okay to kill kids still further. You know, and they don't know what, they, they, you know, they they do not understand it. They, you know, they they want, you know, the, I'm sure that a lot of the younger kids voted, came out and voted for this, because there's no way that the, the older uh, generation in Ohio voted for this or supported it. No way. Well, it's like no that way. tranny and that trans killer in Nashville. You know, when that event happened, they mobilized all the young kids in the elementary schools, elementary grades and high schools. They had them marching, demonstrating, and headed to the state capitol complaining about they need more gun regulations. Yeah. And all along, more people... Yeah, all along people have been making mention well, it's nothing. It's not. It's the mental health in these individuals. So and if you read her about, yeah. transcript, you read her manifesto, you can see that something was not only she was something was wrong with this person mentally. Listen, the fact the fact that you think you're not what you are is something in you. Absolutely. And see, here's the thing, Vito. The damage has already been done when they were demonstrating with those kids and telling them that the problem is a gun. Now they come to find out about these mental cases. Nobody's going back and telling the kid, well, you know, we made a mistake. It's actually the mental case. It's nothing wrong with the guns. Oh, that's uh, – speaking of which, let me uh, let me jump in here. So did you guys see – and this is on the Gateway Pundit right now, and Kimo, if you want to jump in, that's fine too – I'll I'll send you this. I don't know if I sent you the link, but there are uh, liberals now in college that believe that Bin Bin Laden was right. That there's a, it's a big thing on TikTok right now, where they're praising. Are you? Uh, yeah. This is nuts. Let me see if I can share it on, way, on my spy book to you there. This is way, way. Oh, my God. But six weeks ago, these same people didn't hate Jews. Now, all of a sudden, they do because because they were told to. 
they were riled up. Like Pianchi said, they riled up the kids. They rounded everybody up. Let's yeah. go. Come on. We got to do this. You know, and these are just a stupid white liberal kids that don't know what the hell they're talking about. They know absolutely nothing. Hell, four years ago, it was all about, you know, hate the white man because, you know, George Floyd was a saint. Yeah. You know, they had... Listen, there were other things that they could have protested over, but he wasn't one of them. They could have protested about a lot of other things, but he was not one of them. Now, that's the craziness of it all. And now we got Joe Biden saying that uh, uh, we should bring in uh, 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 people from Gaza who are, who are refugees into the, into the United States. And you get the Nobody college people the that think that's a great idea. Nobody Even else though in the Middle East wants them, Egypt doesn't want them, Syria doesn't want them, Lebanon doesn't want them, uh, uh, the UAE doesn't want them, Qatar doesn't, Egypt doesn't wants them. want them. You know, but we got to take them. Are you kidding me? Well, it's loving and liberal. That's why. I never would have thought in my life that you would hear Hitler sympathizers and uh, Bin Laden sympathizers in the United States, but here we are. We're the enemy, We are the enemy, and that is a fact. They are going to come for us. And and, and my, like my buddy Ralph, whose parents both survived Auschwitz, his mother would tell him everything that went on leading up to things going completely bonkers, you know, when they started, you know, killing people. I mean, you know, in the ovens. And uh, uh, not that before that, you know, the, what was going on in the ghettos was wrong, but, but it just, it went, it, they would take it to the next step. It would always go to the next step, he said. And he said, he's witnessing what his mother told him, he's witnessing it today. You know, and I bring up, I bring up to him, you know, you know, Mark Hanna, you know, say what you want about the guy. Was he a radical? Yeah. But you know what? He's thinking, he's, he, 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 at least he sees it for what it is, and, and they need to do something about it before it gets crazy again. And here we are. We have, we have not just white kids, but Jewish people who are fighting to protect those that want to kill them. And this is what only blows my mind. Yeah, Jews for Hamas. It totally blows my mind. And, you know, it's just, it's just nuts, man. And now Bin Laden. So who is it that said that they support Bin Laden? Or they Bin Laden? Uh, it's a, I, I shared the article. It's from the Gateway Pundit. It's on there right now. Uh, it, it started going viral recently. You have all these kids making videos about how Hitler and Osama Bin Laden were correct. And said that the U.S. Wow. deserved a 9/11 what they got. Wow! Wonder wow. where in the world, wow. wonder where this sentiment comes from. How did they develop this? You think? Yeah, they they like I said, they, they're told what to what to do, and they just program it in, and that's what they believe from now on. 
Yeah, their, their teachers tell them this is what we this is what's gonna happen. They're gonna do it. This is crazy, man. All because of some of them sent a letter after nine eleven and you know, it took all this time for these kids to actually read that letter and they think Osama bin Laden's right. Yeah, who has time to argue with these people? The media, because the the media loves this kind of stuff because it shows that the if they can get one one hundredth of one percent to say something, they'll put it on camera, post it, and then make it go viral. Even though of the public does not believe in it. The fact that they got somebody on camera to say it means they could spread it out like it's gospel. Sick. It is absolutely sick. Am I wrong? Absolutely sick. They're sick. And and, and listen, when when your animal, when your family pet, your beloved family pet is sick beyond... Fixing. There's only one thing to be done to them, uh, done about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I fear that that's where this is going. Totally well, fear that's where this is but, going. But but the thing is too, when your president is unpopular, the way they stay in power is by putting people against each other. Yeah, yeah. He says one thing, and then two seconds later, he's saying something else, completely different. Well, did you, you see a couple days ago that, that Brandon authorized another $10 billion to go to Iran? Yes, I saw that. It, uh, it was electric funds I, I was reading somewhere. It, it was from other – it was not money that the U.S. held, but uh, it's held elsewhere outside the country or something like that. And I'm like, you know, these guys just don't get it. They really – people just don't get what's being done yet. They don't see the whole picture. As to as to how we're, we are going down the shitter and we're going down the shitter fast, man. We're we're on the express we're on the express elevator to the shitter, going straight down. Hmm. And once again, you can't debate these kids because they you know no. hide behind their TikTok or Facebook accounts and everything else. You know, yeah, they're not, not actually not, sitting there and telling people. It's not even you know, that. It's not even exactly that. You what they're doing. And I know about 3,100 people in New York who <laughs> beg differently about that. Yeah, I saw a video of a, of a girl being interviewed, a white girl being interviewed out somewhere out west when the protests were going on uh, uh, to support Hamas. Support Hamas, not support Palestine, but support Hamas. And the girl said, well, you know, one of the person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. And I'm like, this is just totally bizarre now. This is just, you know, you, you think you heard it all, and then you heard her with her brilliant comment, and I'm like, you know, these kids have no idea what is coming down for them because it's coming. You know, they think that, that the, 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 the Arabs uh, support homosexuality. <laughs> you know, that, that, that ain't happening. You know, the Arabs... Uh, totally anti-gay, uh, you know, and they and they not just that they're anti-gay, they they execute homosexuals, so, summarily summarily execute them, and and nobody does nothing about it. 
They hang them. They throw them off roofs. You know, they do public displays of what of of, of the punishment that they're going to get. Or flat out by firing squad too. Yes, and that too. Yes. Oh yes, absolutely. That also, no doubt. And nobody's you know, man, you know, we support we support these people. You know, you know, the, the, the radicals are, you know, we're radicals just like they are. You know, get out of here, you people are out of your fucking mind, man. You all don't know what's coming down the pike. And I'm telling you, you know, I tell them, I say this to people, they're going to be screaming, but I'm on your side as they hold a bullet, as they hold a bullet to their head, a gun to their head, and fire a bullet in their skulls. And that is exactly what's happening. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Sorry, I didn't realize you were waiting on me to keep the conversation going here. So give me just a oh, second. You know, I'm just, just, I'm just getting my thoughts together. And meanwhile, you know, we have Mayor Adams. He's involved. Uh, he's involved in a, in a scandal uh, regarding money that that uh, uh, the Turkish government gave to him, to his campaign. And, and they, had, you know, he's he was, you know, he's been looking into stuff for Turkey. You know, the Fed. The, you know, uh, you know, the Fed. You know, for whatever reason, they're going after him. Okay, they're going after him. He did something wrong, and I agree with it. But you have you have people like Nicole Malliotakis, who's who's a conservative. She's not conservative. She 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 voted for for gun gun uh, uh, gun registration, gun confiscation when she was a state senator in New York. She said that this is nothing but a smear campaign by the Biden administration. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani agreed with this. I'm like, what the frick are these people talking about? This dude is dirty. This dude is dirty when he was a cop. He failed, I will say it again, he failed a drug test for using the NYPD, and they got, they got squashed, and that's it. Now what? What do they do now? What are they going to do with this guy now? They had him like they had my office, dead to rights, and it's only going to get worse. By the way, the I'm Pentagon finished their audit today. The Pentagon failed its sixth straight audit with trillions of dollars missing. Nobody but cares. God forbid. God forbid. You don't pay your taxes, poof. Right. They're gonna send. They're gonna send the IRS armed agents now to your house to kill you. And, and you want to find those missing trillions? Look in Afghanistan after everybody left, and left it, and Biden left all that equipment behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that equipment. Yeah, was used, you script ten dollars going to come looking for you. And that equipment was used in Israel. But what are we going to do? What can we do? Nothing. We just got to stay there and take it, right? That's what we got to do: is take it. All right, you know, I'm going to wait for the fun to start. Like I said, they didn't, you know, for some reason, the good Lord didn't take me in September. Maybe that's why. Maybe he knows something's coming. I don't know. But something is coming. And I tell people, and I tell people, go buy guns. Go, get, go buy a couple of, go buy a handgun in the long run. You know, protect yourselves. Protect your family. What are you going to do? Call 911 and hope the police show up? 
Yeah. Hmm. One gun in your hand is better than a thousand police officers on the phone. And that's a fact. And there is no mistaking that. That is a true statement. So uh, something else I wanted to share for Connecticut. Connecticut, uh, they have decided that any identification for voting works because they, they, they said you have to have identification to vote. So you can now use your grocery store card, your shopper's loyalty card at Wegmans huh? will work. So they don't that, want that, that government ID. They'll take anything that has, your, that has a name and address on it. Yeah, but according to the Connecticut, you can use that. Connecticut is, 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 oh, my God. Yeah, just bring your library card. You're good. Yeah, bring your ShopRite card. It'll work. Yeah. It's liberal. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Look, see, they're letting people vote. They're showing ID. Can't say people of Connecticut that I'm right. They're not. They don't know how to drive. I think they're worse than New Jersey drivers. That's my opinion. Oh, they're saying that if you die of a heart attack or a stroke, that that's now blamed not on COVID, but on climate change. Yeah, I saw that. So that, that means you caught a case of climate change while you were in the hospital. You're stressing people out. Not. Man, I can't wait for the fun to start. I it's going to start, of course. Oh, it'll start yeah, before start. the election, I, hope, I promise. I hope to God I'm healed up better. That's all. I just hope I'm healed up better. So did you see, did you see, though, where uh, Brandon called Xi Jinping a dictator while, while he was still in the building? Yes. <laughs> uh, I heard that he did, but I didn't realize it was, it was under that under those circumstances. Wow. Oh, that, yeah. Xi Jinping left not very happy. Xi Jinping is a dictator. You know, that goes without saying. But, but, but you know, yeah, you know what? And, you know, whatever he says and does now to me is just—he's so inconsequential now. He just wants—he just wants screw the person, and and everybody that supports him is as brain dead, if not worse than him. Well, if you ask somebody, because there are people that say they are loyal Brandon followers, and he's the best president we've had in a long time. And you ask, why is it? And, and the answer is always, well, he stopped Trump from being in office. That's why he's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look at what he's done. I was watching one video. Some guy was, some guy was on a college campus. He told this woman, he goes, uh, who are you going for the next election? She goes, Biden. He goes, can I ask you why? She goes, yeah, because I voted for him the last election. So can you name anything that he did really good? She's going on. I can give you three things that he did that I really think is great. He goes, high gas prices, Ukraine war, 
and the uh, mess in Israel. And she totally agreed with it. She totally agreed with it. I mean, she, he was being sarcastic to her. And, and you know, but, but this one was a complete complete moth. What can you do today? Nothing. And yet so many times they've come up with videos now of Biden in office, whether as a senator and as vice president and everything else in the last 25 years, and showing how racist he really is. And yet, oh, Trump's the bad guy. He's racist. And Trump's never said anything. Not even anything remotely racist that could be concluded. Exactly. I'm, I'm telling you, blacks turned out and said, dude, this guy supports the black community, and we're not saying it behind him. What is wrong with you all? He's trying to help us, and you guys are shooting him down. Why? So you can get an extra 50 cent in your welfare check? Stupid. Just stupid. So, Vito, yes, we're at the halfway mark of the up. show almost. Uh, I'm going to need a couple minutes to play Mr. Broccoli. Yeah. Feel free to hang out and listen, and we'll talk after. Yeah, man, when are you going to let us know when you start? This way, uh, you know, we'll, well, we'll, I was going to play Mr. Broccoli um, right now since it's the halfway mark of the okay. show. Yeah. You know I can't go a show without playing Mr. Broccoli. Absolutely. Vito, I mean, not Vito. Chemo, are you almost ready? Yeah, I'm ready when you are. All right. This one is called Digital Currency Compliance. And this has the wiretap in it. So let me count down. Three, two, one, action. It has been a long week. I can't wait to go home and get in my jacuzzi. Hold it right there, green dude. I heard you have refused to trade your Federal Reserve notes for cashless digital currency, sir. We need you to get behind this central bank digital currency right away, green dude. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. That's finna be is a yes for me, dog. We needs to monitor and report every single thing you does with your money, sir. For all we know you could be buying things we do not authorize. Like ammunitions, gas stoves or making donations to the Donald Trump campaign, sir. We absolutely cannot as you out here on these mean streets purchasing anything you want or willy-nilly, sir. Of course I can. It is my money. I decide what I purchase with my own cash money. We are putting a stop to that green dude. 
At any moment we will be announcing the end of the US dollar. You will be told to transfer your Federal Reserve notes for our digital currency. We will be using the same currency for every single nation on planet Earth. This way we can all trade using the same monies. And also we can use the same computer system to monitor everyone in the world's purchases. This way Green Dude if you are wanting to send donations to the poor war-torn area of the Gaza Strip, we can decline that post haste as you will only be able to donate directly to Hamas or Hezbollah. If you are caught supporting Israel we will bring you to that FEMA camp. That does not exist. That just sounds like an excuse to take over the world's currency. Ain't it funky brother? I have 0% interest in trading out my cash for a worldwide digital currency. I almost forgot, sir. In order to obtain the digital identifier line in your digital currency, you will need a freedom microchip. We need to insert it right into your wrist. It is smaller than a grain of rice. You will need to scan your wrist every single time you want to make a transaction, sir. And if you are caught doing anything illegal like voting for Donald Trump in an election we can turn off your microchip. If you are a Republican terrorist threat, we can detonate your microchip and remove your existence from living. Which is exactly why I am not getting a microchip. Which is exactly why you will be getting a microchip. We bees finally finna diddly ding dong dong got that kadunk dunk now green dude. You is really going to fall for my riz. It's getting late. Anyway, see you later wiretap. Is you stupid or so meeting green dude? I have not released you from my custody yet. You are coming with me to go CG. Globalist and let him tell you that you are required to get said microchip. You just need to say hubby hubby insert my chippy. Don't worry that will never happen. Don't worry that will happen. Now you will need to set up your digital wallet and a digital bank account. We like this a lot because the banking system is controlled by us. You will be required to have a digital ID and have a scan of you kumquats and ice cream cone. If you do this right now, there will not be a charge. When this is implemented, there will be a monthly fee to collect said photographs of your junk. Every three months we shall need an updated photograph of your junk. I will not comply. I even support I do not comply.org. Ha ha green dude. That was almost funny sir. Complying is not submitting you can say no to sir. If you do not adhere to our central bank digital currency guidelines, we will take you to that FEMA camp sir. Even though we already established there are no such things as FEMA camps. From there you will be getting a Lysnicker Freedom Microchip. Try me and we will see what happens. Just for that unnecessary outburst you will have me run my hands through your long flowing mane. I need to verify you are not hiding any Federal Reserve notes inside your follicles sir. Now if you can remove your blouse, your bra, your dungarees, and your underoos, and you can place said garments right next to my person. Never. Now sir, you are hereby going to sing with me that hit song from yesteryear sir. There was a group called Sixpence None the Richer. 
they had a very big hit song called Chip Me. You mean kiss me? Why, I would love to do that, sir. But first, we need to sing this song first. Chip me. Beneath the milky twilight. Lead me out on the moonlit floor. Lift your open hand. Strike up the chip. And make the fireflies dance. Silver moon sparkling. So chip me. I need to get in my car and drive off from this. Hey green dude. I have great news. All vehicles made in 2026 and thereafter will have what is called a kill switch. Anytime that you say so missing on social media or if you are caught acting like a Republican. Or even if we catch you listening to Proof Negative or Tucker Carlson. We can shut your car off wherever you be it and there is nothing you can do about that sir. We will be as in the lair watching our computer screens as we shut down a new booker with someone in it who was caught using a bitcoin sir. Right after them crosses the Rosanna Bridge, we can shut the Uber off and leave you and the Uber driver stranded there. We will only turn on the Uber driver's car if him successfully tosses you out in the cold. Don't worry I will not buy any new cars until the tyranny is over. Don't you worry sir. We will retrofit every single car and make it costs more for you to put this cool switch on your car than if you bought a new car sir. And if you do not want a car, every single bus, train, subway, airplane, helicopter, motorcycle, moped, and bicycle will all have this technology. If you are caught not having a current freedom microchip with a good standing credit score, said transportation device will not activate. That plane could be grounded and every single persons on that transport will be notified thems will only be able to travel again when said malcontent is removed from said transport. We e coming for all you buyers niches and something that cares right now sir. We are finna turn that mother out green dude. Hey everyone. All this is going to happen unless we as humans say no. Please educate yourself. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-host, and all the news you need to know about. Do not get stuck in line waiting to eat ZE bugs and scan your microchip. Go to freedomizerradio.com and check out the Proof Negative radio show. Also go to the schedule and check out all the other shows on freedomizerradio.com. Real one of you best be doing that. You dolts and fuss budget needs to support the Democrat party and get your lies like a freedom microchips. Do it right away so we can sort out who is with us and who needs to go to those FEMA camps. That we have told all the fake news is it does not exist and them will never exist. By the way, please do send your donation monies to support Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Now, get out there and send me a photograph of all your ice cream cones and kumquats so you can be compliant with our crime syndicate. If you do not own kumquats on your person, we will need a close-up of whatever body part you have in that place. Remember we will need it to keep you safe from Republicans.
All right, so uh, that was an episode. I hope it was liberal enough. It always is. It always is to the point. Yeah, I, I try. <clears throat> yeah, I, for one, will not get a microchip. Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm just like an introductory, crate, uh, introductory rate credit card, zero percent for the next five years. <laughs> that would be nice, Pooh. But yeah, I don't even own a cell phone. Why am I going to get a microchip? Right. All right. So, I uh, if uh, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to get into, Vito. I have a bunch of clips I was thinking about playing today. Yeah, man. I'll listen. My listening. You can comment afterwards. Uh, I wanted to get into some Russell Brand stuff because uh, I've been holding on to it for for a few days here. Uh, let's see. Let's get into – I want to do Russ, uh, Liverpool Hive Mind first before we get into Russell Brand. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind. We've got some leftist insanity to get into today. We're building on the same story from, I think, maybe two days ago. All of a sudden, San Francisco went from asshole dystopia, leftist chaos, leftist nightmare, to clean and pristine overnight. Everyone's scratching their heads wondering what the hell happened, only to find out that there's some sort of Asian world leader event. Xi Jinping's in town, Joe Biden's in town, and all of a sudden, the sort of apocalyptic nature of San Francisco fixes in less than 24 hours. We called out the clear hypocrisy, the bad policy, the disrespect to San Francisco taxpaying voters. And well, today, interestingly enough, they admit that we were right, they admit the truth. Gavin Newsom admits the truth. Absolutely unbelievable stuff. We're going to get into it, but this video is actually brought to you guys by a sponsor, so let's play that clip first. This video is brought to you guys by our great friends at American Hartford Gold. Folks, we're living through the age of fiat currency, but pretty soon we're going to completely transition away from paper money into a full digital dollar world, the central bank digital currency. In other words, the Fed is going to have total administrative control on every dollar in the economy and everybody's bank account. As we inevitably march into that system, there's only one way to protect yourself, or at least hedge a little, and that's by owning precious metals, gold and silver. That's where American Hartford Gold comes in, the highest rated gold company in the U.S., with thousands upon thousands of five-star reviews and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. With one phone call, they could deliver physical gold and silver straight to your doorstep or directly into your IRA or 401k. And best of all, on top of how easy it is, American Hartford Gold is currently running a promotion where you could get up to $5,000 of free silver on qualifying orders. One phone call or text message away, all you got to do is call 844-440-1005 or text HiveMind, one word, to 65532. That's HiveMind, one word 
word to 65532. A huge thank you to American Hartford Gold. <laughs> now back to the video. All right, folks, so let's get into the video. TLDR, very, very quickly, San Francisco usually looks like this. zombie apocalypse, syringes, trash everywhere, a general smell of piss everywhere you walk, feces sometimes, you know, just hanging out on the street or the sidewalk, just because, I guess it's San Franciscan decoration, a complete zombie apocalypse nightmare, then all of a sudden as Joe Biden and Xi Jinping are coming to town, all of a sudden it looks like this. People were very quick to call out the BS. Why is one of America's historically great cities not always this clean, not always well-maintained and kept and orderly? Why only do it when world leaders are in town? And then Gavin Newsom essentially, well, he admitted it. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. This guy's absolutely insane, you know. He's saying it while smiling as if, well, you know, yeah, that's just how it goes. It's true. World leaders are in town, very important people, and so we have to make sure we have our best image on. Really? Really important people like Xi Jinping? What about the really important people like, I don't know, the people who pay your damn salary, the people who fund your city, the people who work their butts off to live in one of the most expensive places on Earth? What about those people? Do those people deserve a clean city, a safe environment? This guy is an absolute nutcase, like every other woke, brainwashed politician. I've never seen anything like it. You know, he's saying this stuff with a smile on his face while laughing as if it's perfectly acceptable, but what he said is perfectly unacceptable. He then followed up with this logic. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you have people over your house, you're going to clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders, you've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. Again, proving us right, essentially saying the quiet part out loud. San Francisco only cleans up for guests. Self-respect, respect for our own home, respect for the people who pay the bills. Yeah, zero respect. You know, how does that analogy make sense? I don't know about you guys, but I clean up excessively, of course, when people are coming over. When people come over to your house, I am shining the toilet bowl. I'm making everything spick and span. I want my house to be beautiful. I'm making it look nice. I'm putting platters out drinks are out, everything's prepared, everything is clean when you have people over, you want to give them the best experience, that is for sure true, but when people leave or when I'm not having people over, it's not like I disrespect my space and live in a damn pigsty. It's not like I'm going to the bathroom and pissing all over the wall, oh well, nobody's coming over today, not like it matters. That's essentially what Gavin Newsom is telling you, that when world leaders don't visit, we don't care, we treat our house like filth, we throw garbage on the ground were essentially hoarders but then the moment we have somebody coming over we engage the cleaning crew you know at this point voting for democrats and expecting change is a hopeless endeavor i don't know how much more evidence you need but put very simply your leaders specifically democrat leaders don't 
care about you. I mean, how much more evidence do you need? It's a perpetuating cycle. It's an over and over again, downward spiral into absolute utter chaos and destruction. And what do they tell you every single time? Well, it's exactly what the Biden administration is now saying. The president said nobody should have to work two jobs to stay out of poverty. This woman has three, yes, 14 million jobs. But how many people have to work two of them to stay afloat? Labor Department numbers came out for the third quarter. Nearly 8.4 million people in this country are working at least two jobs. That's the highest number since 2019. So when people are looking for that economic shift, they don't feel it. To that woman, you say what? Yeah, I'd say that that's precisely why we need another four years to continue to finish the job, right? Uh, I think it's important, too, that the president, of course, wants to get all of this done. But we have to be honest about the brick wall of MAGA extremism that we continue to run into when we're trying to get things done for the American people. You're worse off now than you were before. That's precisely why you need to vote for us again. We know things were real clean in San Francisco for about a week there as Xi Jinping came, and then they went straight back to utter disaster and total chaos on the streets. You know, it just is what it is. Vote for us again, because this time we'll definitely clean it up and do the right thing. Just keep voting for us again. Who's buying this stuff anymore? As if anything's ever going to change when the base mentality, well, hasn't changed. And speaking of that base mentality, guess what's being promoted right now in Los Angeles? Well, let's let Democrat Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass describe it herself. Well, what we're doing is, is that we are leasing motel rooms. It's a very expensive model, so we're getting ready to master lease, which means we lease the entire motel and we go to the encampments, which are a series of tents. And what I think the general public might not realize is that in order to survive on the street, people create communities. And so instead of splitting them up, we move the entire community inside. Mm. A community-based organization takes over and provides the services. They're working on master leases to rent entire hotels for homeless people. Yeah, that's definitely going to work. A foolproof plan. An entire hotel filled with mentally ill, drug-addicted vagabonds <laughs> doing drugs and destroying the place. It's the greatest idea I have ever heard. I mean, it's the smartest thing ever said by any politician. Obviously, again, being sarcastic, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but it shows you exactly how insane these people are. These policies make absolutely no sense. There is no respect. There's no respect for the business. There's no respect for the hotel itself. There's no respect for the community, no respect for the voters, no respect for the place. And Gavin Newsom said it himself, I mean, he pretty much said the quiet part out loud, that there is, in fact, no respect for the place. Because the logic is, you only clean it up for guests. There's only one answer here, friends. Pick up and leave. Get the hell out of California. There is a freaking mind virus, a woke mind virus, that has infected every facet of government. And it's also infected the world of private business. There's no going back. There's no fixing this. Unless there's a massive shift in voting trends in the state, there is no fixing this. There's no fixing stupid. There's no fixing evil. There's no fixing utter hypocrisy. Get the hell out of Dodge. It's the only legitimate response in the face of this evil. Anyways, that's what I got for you guys on this one. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe to the channel. Thanks for watching, friends, and I'll see you on the next one. All right. So, yeah, it's true because it's true. I, 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 I can't wait to use that sometime.
personally, I think Xi Jinping should be on a U.S. world or a U.S. tour, like L.A., Philadelphia, <laughs> Detroit, D.C., New York. Maybe they can clean up all the shitholes and not have to worry about them for the next year. <laughs> So he's gonna, he is well, he could time. start with Chicago. Take take Xi Jinping to the south side of Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let me play some uh, some Russell Brand. This one here, Russell Brand with Tucker Carlson exposing the censorship. Tucker and Greenwald exposed that the right is now pro-censorship when it comes to the Middle Eastern war. We know that the left are pro-censorship because of the last three years of COVID and Ukraine censorship. So, does either party believe in free speech anymore? Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. Today we are discussing the legacy media and both political parties' adverse reaction to your free speech and your free thought. This comes off the back of a brilliant conversation between Glenn Greenwald and Tucker Carlson, where they talk about the escalating Middle Eastern tensions and how that's created a kind of aptitude and even acceptance of censorship on the right that previously was not there at all. Does being pro-free speech always mean being pro-speech that you're opposed to, willing to listen to alternative and opposing ideas that you're explicitly against, but accept that in principle you have to hear. Let's have a look at them talking about it, and then let's look at the normalization of censorship that's taken place across the world in the last few years and has led to a spate of legislation, cancellation, shutting down of dissent, and normalizing the unpersoning, cancelling, de-financing, and control of ordinary citizens and entire political movements. What's so terrifying to me, though, is that the right, the American political right, which really was through this kind of weird transformation that's happened over the past dozen years, has become the lone defenders of the First Amendment. They've abandoned that in the last <laughs> month, like instantly. So I think you could say, you know, I strongly support Israel. I strongly dislike Hamas. I'm, I'm rooting. For, maybe I think we should commit troops to the region. I mean, whatever. You can have any view you want. However, American citizens have a right to express their opinion, period. And that supersedes any other event in any other country. It's like that's a core right. And I don't hear many conservatives saying that. Uh, and so you sort of wonder, like, if they're not defending it, who will? I mean, there are people who have built their careers, Tucker, over the last five, six years, standing up and saying, we can't have cancel culture, we can't have censorship, college students aren't entitled to feelings of safety, we don't censor in order to protect people from views they find threatening, mocking the notion that minority groups are vulnerable and we have to censor in order to protect them, turn on a dime and now become the leading voice of saying, because American Jews feel unsafe, that's valid in a way that, say, claims from black people or LGBTs or Latinos aren't valid, and because of that, we need to censor. Well, principles are expensive in the end. These principles and values ultimately might mean personal or ideological sacrifice. In fact, if it doesn't involve that, it probably isn't a principle. It's probably a kind of tribalist alliance, perhaps. Let me know where you stand on that ideological musing in the chat below. Let's see how, in the last few years, censorship has been normalized 
organised on the left. And it created a kind of new political movement. And to tell you the truth, I feel like I'm part of it, where it's, oh, I don't care anymore whether you think you're left or right. What I believe in is your acceptance of other people's right to organise their own community and say what they believe in. And I don't agree with harmful speech or hate speech. Those things are abhorrent to me. But I do agree with the view of people that I'm opposed to. Otherwise, that means you don't agree with free speech. Let's get into this in some detail. It's true that during wartime, governments sometimes censor and restrict liberties, including on the basis of ideology, race and religion. But after governments have done so, societies almost always regret what occurred. After 9-11, the FBI abused its powers and entrapped Muslims. After Pearl Harbor, President Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered the rounding up of Japanese Americans. These are moral stains on our history. Keeping military secrets is one thing. Demanding censorship of even ugly, awful and offensive speech is another. People are saying revolting things. They must remain free to do so, not just because the First Amendment requires it, but also because talking back to hatred is ultimately the only way to overcome it. And while the suppression of free expression always starts with the least popular speech, it never ends there. Yes, it does seem, just on my experience in the last few years, that certain figures were taken out of the culture, but over time that has escalated to include more people and more ideas and it's been a kind of expanding remit of ideas and speech and individuals that can be censored and shut down. Have you noticed that yourself? And in a way, even though free speech necessarily means hearing speech you don't agree with, that's an easier sacrifice to make than its alternative, the ongoing implementation of ever-increasing censorship, particularly when you suspect from movements of power elsewhere in the world that there's a desire to centralise authority. I'm talking about legislation for censorship, online safety bills, the bill in Canada, the bill in Ireland, EU's proposals, the introduction of CBDCs that primarily seem to be beneficial because they can be controlled and shut down. I suppose taken in context with the apparent agenda to increase authoritarianism, this increase in censorship via challenging free speech on the basis of hate speech is a trend that has to be observed. And I suppose it's surprising, isn't it, that people that had built their career around it or people that were determined that free speech was everything suddenly abandoning it. That's curious, isn't it? A month ago, France banned all pro-Palestinian demonstrations in the country. On the same day, Germany banned a pro-Palestinian protest group. In the UK, the Home Secretary instructed police to consider taking unspecified measures against such actions as chanting slogans and waving a Palestinian flag. In the United States, such measures would clearly violate the Constitution. Such state suppression of political speech is anathema to American values. But in the United States too, our commitment to free speech is being tested. Within hours of the attacks, a number of Harvard student groups signed a letter placing blame for all violence in the region on Israel alone. The apartheid regime is the only one to blame, it read. Bill Ackman, a billionaire hedge fund manager, demanded that Harvard release the names of all the student members of those groups so that he could <laughs> compile a hiring blacklist for his CEO friends. Someone on Twitter compiled such a list himself called the Terrorist. Later, a truck began circling the Harvard campus with digital billboards displaying the names and faces of students alleged to have signed the statement under the title, Harvard's Leading Anti-Semites. Websites popped up listing student members' names, pictures, social media profiles, class years, hometowns, and former employers. Republican Senator Josh Hawley said he hoped the Department of Justice was investigating pro-Palestinian student groups like the ones at Harvard. The Harvard students weren't the only ones who faced real-world retaliation for their views. An NYU 
law school student saw a job offer rescinded for expressing a sentiment similar to the one in the Harvard student group letter. NYU Student Bar Association voted to remove the student as president. The Philly Voice fired a sports writer for tweeting solidarity with Palestine always. Do you recall at the beginning of the ascent of Jordan Peterson that he said what's happening on campuses now will spread to the culture and you'll start to see this tendency towards cancellation and enforced speech and prohibition of speech and it was obviously you know you all know how Jordan Peterson is regarded in the culture some of you now because of Jordan Peterson's position on this war might have changed your perspective on him but I feel the principle that Jordan Peterson was talking about was essentially free speech and refusing coercive speech now we're in a position where we're sort of normalizing cancellation we're normalizing actions that don't seem to have due process behind them at all it's just like these people sign this list I don't know wouldn't you be happy to be friends with someone who is pro-Palestine or someone that's pro-Israel is that for you a line I mean I noticed that this got exacerbated in Trump it, it was like a kind of joke thing oh what to do with your relatives that are pro-Trump at Christmas and already for someone my age that was an exaggeration and an amplification of the ordinary tensions that were in any family that any family would have people that were a bit conservative and some that were socialist unless you're in a very particular community where everyone's a docker or works at a coal mine or something then you'd live in a very sort of insular tribalized community but it was accepted that we didn't need to be so opposed to one another that we wanted the government to step in and censor speech on our behalf you know like when you show your kid a movie and it's like oh this is meant to be a pg movie or a 12 movie and you think well this movie i'm thinking it's particularly of little shop of horrors shouldn't be a pg movie it's too crazy but then i think well i am still in charge i can just stop my kid watching this movie if i want to we have power at the level of the individual we have power at the level of the community i wonder what is lost by empowering the state and other agencies to shut down in particular free speech on our behalf just because in this instance we happen to agree with it there's certainly been a lot of things said about me lately that i wish had been shut down let me tell you but hey free speech all of this is legal in the united states much of it is protected speech but it's hard to deny at least without moving goalposts that the backlash is as clear an example as one can find of cancel culture the purpose of exposing and punishing each of them personally is the same as when left-wing activists dox and shame their enemies to make anyone who thinks of voicing even moderate dissent such as criticizing the scale or conduct of israel's military response think twice lest they be punished too meanwhile the same publications that have dismissed and denied the reality of government funded government demanded and government coerced censorship are raising the alarm about widespread censorship of progressive voices on social media platforms it's one thing we can agree on that we all want to be healthy and stronger and that's why we use field of greens and it's finally here the field of greens.com black friday sale is on and it's incredible right now you can get 30% off when you use the code vip guys I love Field of Greens and so many of you have been seeing incredible results. More energy throughout the day. I'm energized. Skin looking healthier. Digestion better than ever. My stomach. Hey, wait a minute. It's magnificent in there. Hairs and nails are growing faster and look healthier. And overall, I feel better and more able to participate in reality. I hereby pledge to you that this will be one of the best things you add to your life for better health. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30%. That can't be right. 30% off your order. That's an incredible discount, isn't it? 30%. Visit BrickHouseRussell.com and use promo code VIP for up to 30% off. So go to BrickHouseRussell.com and use the promo code VIP for 30% off. Let's get back into this. In its story on the censorship of pro-Palestinian voices, the Washington Post expresses great skepticism of big tech and sympathy for the people censored. The exact opposite of how it treated the issue when it was non-leftists who were being censored. 
In fact, the Washington Post, like most news media, spent years denying that censorship was occurring, even as they called for more of it. To be sure, there has been a concerning increase in demands for censorship and blacklisting since the October 7th Hamas attacks. Government officials are threatening to defund colleges for things students have said and are even demanding their expulsion. The state university system of Florida incorrectly warned that calls for Israel to be wiped off the map are criminal activity. And political officials, including the Attorney General of New York, are demanding greater censorship by social media platforms to stop the spread of violent rhetoric. I'm reminded of how the Section 702 bill introduced as part of the Patriot Act after 9-11 is used to spy on American citizens using skullduggery and manipulation. And they've spied both on Black Lives Matter activists and participants in January the 6th. When it comes to the deep state, when it comes to real power, what we regard as extreme and polarized position, like the example I just offered you, Black Lives Matter, January 6th, that seems pretty extreme in American political culture. Well, they'll be subject to the same kind of exploitation of surveillance and I would assume censorship and other measures of control that I strongly believe will be introduced if people aren't able to have open conversations about very contentious and in particular incendiary subjects like Palestine, Israel. Unless people can have an open discourse about that without being censored, unless you can have a workplace where people that are pro-Palestine and people that are pro-Israel can find a way to work together, I don't actually see a way forward because in the end you'll have to say, well, we're not doing that, but we're going to create more polarity, more tribalism and ultimately Ultimately, in so doing, you empower centralised authority, which is garnering authority at an extraordinary rate in a bunch of ways that aren't initially obvious, but like the WHO proposed treaty is something you should look at. The legislation I've already mentioned around the world, the increasing surveillance powers, the tendency towards censorship. And many people believe, and I'd love to know what you think about this, that free speech is the fundamental right. Because without free speech, you can't have free thought. You can't have open communication. You can't have real relationships. You have to live in a kind of ongoing perpetual dread that what you believe might have you unpaid person at some point if you were ever to express it. That's a real good way of exerting control. And to tell you the truth, that's the kind of tyranny and authoritarianism that scares me more than the last iteration of militarised tyranny, although I'm actually scared of all forms of dictatorship and tyranny, actually, I suppose. But this is what seems to be the trend, a kind of sanitised, shutting down, an agreement in principle that that sort of speech is unsayable, that that sort of person should be cancelled. I think once you legitimise that, then you've essentially empowered the establishment to kind of do what it wants. But the alarm that the news media are raising is in striking contrast to the indifference at best and hostility at worst to the evidence of governmental and non-governmental censorship of a variety of disfavoured views and voices relating to climate change, COVID, Ukraine and the Biden family's influence peddling. For years the left has insisted that cancelling blacklisting, shadow banning and censorship were legitimate actions to punish people with unsavoury views, protect safety and fight disinformation. Now that the left may be on the receiving end of these tactics, they argue what many of us have been saying all along. Censorship causes far more harm than good. Yeah, but the left is yet to acknowledge its double standards. Why is that? So everyone's just swatched sides. So no one actually cares about anything at all. I mean, isn't that worrying? Doesn't that suggest that we're not going to be able to find a way for, let's just take the example of American democracy, because it's such a significant one, to not bypass, but to get through the 2024 election cycle successfully. It seems that at best there's just going to be ongoing mudslinging by either side. And isn't that the problem that's been in our culture since at least the build-up to 2016? And it's getting worse and worse, and no one's doing anything about it. There are no solid principles where we say, well, at least 
We all agree on that. Increasingly, that's disappearing from our culture. The simplest explanation for the left's hypocrisy on censorship is simply that they favour free speech for themselves and censorship for their enemies. Evidence of this can be found in virtually every mainstream news article about the Twitter files. Last December, The Guardian even acknowledged that the Twitter files showed censorship, but that such censorship should be welcomed because it was against the political right. Like so much to do with American politics, opines Guardian's tech columnist Alex Hearn, the files fall flat if you view the American right as an outlier. If you have rules against election misinformation and only one party engages in the systematic campaign of election misinformation, it's not an unreasonable outcome for one party to be the focus of moderation efforts. But that's simply not the case. We know that both parties engage in misinformation. Misinformation just used to be called propaganda or campaigning or media manipulation or whatever you want to call it. It's simply not a uni-party issue. For years, Wired magazine insisted that misinformation and disinformation resulted in real-world harms, including the election of Trump, and that more social media censorship was needed. But now, Wired says, it's censorship, not misinformation, that's causing real-world harm. Palestinians claim social media censorship is endangering lives, reads the headline of Wired's piece denouncing social media censorship of Palestinians in Gaza and around the world. TechCrunch dismissed the Twitter file spread by Barry Weiss on the shadow banning of disfavoured voices because it only shows examples of moderation actions that affect a handful of conservative fringe accounts. The so-called fringe accounts included that of Stanford University professor Jay Bhattacharya, a leading global thinker on how to respond to pandemics. But such one-sidedness should be problematic for all journalists who claim to be fair and for advocates of free speech. After all, it's not advocacy of free speech if the free speech is just for your team and not for your opponents. Most people on the left do not appear to realise that they are contradicting themselves by lamenting censorship of pro-Palestinian voices. Today, former President Barack Obama called for a respectful dialogue between people who disagree on Israel. But just one year ago, Obama urged greater social media censorship of views with which he disagrees and called for the US government to create a regulatory structure to limit speech online. Since 2016, the left has increasingly espoused a tribal rather than liberal approach to politics. In fighting what they viewed as the threat of fascism and white supremacy, the left decided to, in large part, do away with the basic principles of liberal democracy and to apply different speech rights and even legal rights to different people on the basis of a friend-enemy distinction. All of this is thus bad news for anyone who cares about free speech for all and protecting liberal democracy. It shows that many of the people who are ostensibly committed to free speech, whether on the left or right, really only support it when it's for their group. It reveals that underneath our rationalist minds there remains a highly tribal reptilian brain. In the face of the horrors that have occurred and those to come, we must not lose our humanity and our principles. It's possible for every one of us to have compassion for innocent people on all sides. It's also possible for every one of us to defend free speech for the views we most abhor. In so doing, we care more, not less, and keep the possibility of peace and security alive, however remote it may be at the moment. I suppose the abandonment of generally accepted principles at a time of crisis can only exacerbate those sets of crises. It's long been obvious to me that principles and values were being weaponized, used to persecute people, to shut down debate, to create conflict. What I suppose we have to look at is how our willingness to put aside our own principles and values when it's convenient to us are likely to affect society as a whole. It's a very difficult thing to hold in your mind and in your heart what it is to observe the sanctity of the individual, the beauty of your individual connection to whatever higher reality or deeper purpose you believe in, and all of our shared duties towards community, whether that's at a local or a global level. The problem I think we're experiencing as culture becomes banalizing, anodyne, 
as well as curiously highly conflagratory and conflict driven is none of us feel particularly connected to reality anymore when you are allotted a role in a culture that ultimately leaves you simply as a consumer or an online activist it's easy to feel disconnected from reality it's easy to feel disconnected from principles it's easy to feel disconnected from the environment and conditions that we evolved in I feel that where possible we have to look for ways to emulate the conditions we evolved in communities where we understood one another where we knew that we had a shared purpose where we recognize there are different tribal groups with whom we have a broader shared purpose recently I heard the phrase curiously from one of the creators of Wikipedia unified but decentralized. It seems to me that if we have true democracy, if we have true individual freedom, if we have true freedom of speech, we are going to be able to create a culture where open conversation, civil disagreement, diplomatic solutions again become possible. The more we are in conflict with one another, the more we're willing to put aside our principles because temporarily it's convenient for us, the more likely it is that the advance of establishment elites that benefit from conflict will continue. The example I use of surveillance being applied to what are regarded as outside alien or undesirable groups whether that's from the left Black Lives Matter or the right January 6 protesters shows you that to the institutions and groups that are truly in power our division is absolutely vital our willingness not to hold fast and firm to principles is a great weapon to people that ultimately benefit from censorship shutting down of free speech centralizing resources and passing edicts that bypass democracy entirely but that's just what i think why don't you let me know what you think in the chat below have a look at this video remember we stream at these times every single weekday on rumble you can join us there whenever you want but more important than any of that if you can please stay free hey thanks for watching if you want to see more uncensored content where free speech can flourish join our live stream click the link all right, so I wanted to, to get that out today. So. I mean, he makes – Brand makes perfect sense to what he's saying. I mean, it's it, it basically, you know, socialism for thee, not for me. That's, that's, the, that's his point that he's, that he's making. Right, so, yeah, my socialism is better than your socialism. Yeah, yeah, or, or – or, or, well, it's a new socialism. It's like Bernie Sanders saying, you know, we're going to have democratic socialism. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as democratic socialism. It's, it's either you live by the sword or, or, or you're going to die by the sword on the socialism. That's it. Yeah, just because you say please and thank you, it's still socialism. Yeah. Yeah, they want you to say thank you like as if, you know, they really did you a favor when they did nothing for you. And see, I won't listen to Bernie Sanders about socialism when he owns five houses. Maybe even more by now. And I personally agree with Russell to an extent. To, you know, it's like I don't always agree with people and what they say, but I'll defend the right to say it because it's the First Amendment right for free speech. However, and you know what? You're 100% right on that, and and those loons on the left don't see it that way. They want to silence everything except what they have to say. Right, exactly. However, too, it's like, you know, I can hear a person, you know, openly state, you know, it's like, I hate Jews. Well, you know, it's like, I don't agree with you, but I defend your right to say that. But, you know, when it comes to the point of, you know, kill all Jews, 
you know, that draws the line right there. Exactly. Absolutely. I want to kill nobody. I want to always live in harmony. It's, but, it, but they're creating this disharmony, and, and it's doing nothing but making things worse and worse and worse and worse. Look, you had that kid, uh, 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 you had the proof, you had that kid that was killed by that mob in, in Vegas, you know, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago? That white kid that was killed by the black mob? Yeah, he was killed at school, yeah. Yeah. It's not mentioned anywhere. You know if it was the other way around, they would be out. Oh, absolutely. They, they would they would stop making things up. They would they would just stop pulling things out of out of a hat. Oh yeah, look at this. This is what was said. This is what was said because the media they have they they hide behind the First Amendment when it's when it's convenient for them. Yet they don't want us to have our First Amendment rights. Yeah, the funny thing too about that is, you know, eight out of ten of the kids that were noted on that have been arrested already. But social media, most of the media didn't cover it. And they didn't cover the fact that all ten kids were African American and the other kid was white. Yeah. It was fifteen kids, but yeah. Well, Las Vegas Metro Police Department the other day said that, that technically there was only ten kids that actually struck him. Mm-hmm. And they they have arrested thanks to the FBI. They've arrested eight out of ten of them, and they're still looking right. for two other kids right now. Well, there's plenty of video that shows who did what, so that's not hard to figure out. Yeah, that's exactly. Certain. The media is not the media is not talking about this, and yet if it was the other way around, like I said, there would be hell to pay right now. There would be hell to pay, and and oh, you know, yeah. if it was it, 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 it just jumped the black kid, we yeah, have all over again. And, and you know what? It could be. It could have been something again, like he went to defend, you know, you know, defend one of his friends that was being beaten by this mob, and then they turned on him, and it, you know, <laughs> excuse me, and then the the, the mob, you know, the media, if it was the other way around, the media would start saying, "Yeah, the people I heard them yell, uh, you know, black this, black that, killed the, you know what, killed this guy, fuck him, you know, when that wasn't, you know, that wasn't said, but they're gonna say it because." The First Amendment protects them. They can say it. Yet again, they don't want us saying anything. They want us to be like little sheep and sh- keep our mouth shut. And those of us that will keep our mouth shut, they want they want us they want harm to come out. And and what was the kid killed about? Wireless headphones. That's what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that group of kids. Um, was already bullying another white kid, and he took his his headphones, and he took something else. I can't remember what it was. And the you know, the white kid confronted these guys, and they told him step outside. The you know the kid was going to go one on one with this guy with one of the kids, and the moment he landed a punch on the black kid, the other nine or so jumped in on it. Wow, just wild, just wild. And they were, and this happened outside of the school. Yes, just across the street from the school. Yeah. And they were there adults. Why weren't there any uh, any uh, school people there to watch this or to stop this to prevent this thing from going completely crazy? 
Because it was technically in an alleyway on a street close to the high school that none of the, the that none of them patrol. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, the, uh, you know, it's a public school, but I still don't agree. Uh, you know, that the, you know, hopefully, you know, all, all these kids that were involved aren't allowed to go back to that particular school, and they have to go somewhere else. You know, they don't. You know, they shouldn't be there. With the well, more currently, they're in, currently they're incarcerated in the juvenile detention center without bail. So. Huh. Okay. All right. In New York City, that wouldn't happen. I can tell you that right now. New York State ain't happening. A $50 slap on the wrist and they'd be able to kill another day. Not even. Not even $50. Are you crazy? Nothing. Just here. Just oh, yeah. Here. Sorry, you guys have no cash bail. Just sign on the dotted line here and make sure you return to court in a month. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. It's just only, it's only, like I said, it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. You know, my friend, I got a friend, Nikki, uh, he, he, he's, he, he's married to a black female. And the one thing he keeps saying, you know, he, he wishes this black crime would stop, but most of the kids doing this are fatherless kids. Right. He said if they, these kids had a father in their home, no way would they be doing this. No way. But this is this is something the Democrats, you know, have been pushing for years. They know they want the government being the father, not not a not a, a real father there. What are you gonna do? Well, well, go ahead. No, that's all right. I was filling the time, so go ahead. No, but that's the thing too is. <clears throat> So many of these kids, you know, come, you know, are raised from fatherless, you know, you know, with just their mothers, and and they don't have a male figure or father figure to help teach them right from wrong. And all their mothers do is want to coddle them and go, "Oh, my kid's a good kid." Well, your kid got caught with an AK-47 and a you know and a pound of cocaine on him, and it's like, oh, that wasn't his. You know, just because he had it on him, you shouldn't arrest him. <laughs> and that was the same thing a couple of the parents were trying to say about, you know, oh, my kid maybe kicked him or threw a punch, but he shouldn't be charged for murder. No. It's, it's, That's why they ended up getting arrested with no cash bail, you know, whatsoever. It's like they, they locked them up until their, their trial or court dates. And, and, you know, the, the, the said, you know, the said thing is none of, no one in that group thought, you know what, this got to stop. We're gone, we've gone too far yet. Not a single one of them had the common sense to say stop this, enough. They just kept going. Yeah, oh, they were cool probably, they were probably still, still beating him up when he died. You know. He died at the hospital or he died at the scene? Somewhere in between. I thought he died in the, in the ambulance, but I could be wrong. 
naive. They got him to the hospital. He was still brain functional until another hour or so, and then they considered him brain dead. Mm. And that was it. And uh, multiple skull fractures, uh, multiple fractures in his neck and his back. Wow. That's what happens when you got 20 20, uh, 20 different uh, feet hitting you. And they said even if he would have survived, he'd have basically been a vegetable. And his, you know, his parents would have financial help from that point on, just trying to, you know, help him live out the rest of his life. Yeah. Which is sad. That's, but what, that's exactly what it is. Look, like I, you know, look, I, I, I always told my kids, you know, you make your own decisions in life, but you better remember the decision you make. Could possibly haunt you forever and ever and ever. And I always tell them, don't fuck up. Whenever they go out, whenever I see them, even to this day, I got a, my son's a thirty-year-old. You know, he's thirty years old. My son, I tell him, don't fuck up. You're gonna regret it later on. Yeah, it's life has consequences. Make sure you make the right decisions. You know, but but that goes with having a father. You know, the mother's gonna be there to coddle them. My wife is a school teacher. Right? My my wife is a school teacher, and and she has this one kid who doesn't do homework, doesn't come to school. It's a private school now. He has an uh, a, an EIP or an IEP. He's got like a learning disability or something like that. And um <clears throat> um he doesn't do homework assignments. He doesn't do extra credits. And the mother the mother uh they had a um parent teachers thing uh, uh yesterday. And my, you know, my wife brought it up to the mother. He doesn't do his homework. And the first thing out of her mouth was, "How dare you say my son doesn't do his homework?" And my wife is like, "He doesn't do his homework in my class. He might be doing homework in other classes, but he's not doing his homework in this class." And I give him a chance to retake tests. We reschedule tests for him. He doesn't show up for the test. He's just, you know, chemistry is not everyone's, um, you know, is not everyone's. Uh, a uh, big thing, you know what I mean? It's it, it just not, it, you know. Some people can't, you know, don't understand that an atom, a photon, a neutron, it, it, you know, it, it just doesn't register in some people, and other people it registers perfectly. You know, so be it. In New York State, they announced the other day that they were going to remove uh, the um, oh, the test. I forget what the test is called, but you use it to get into college. Um, yeah, ACT. The regents. The, it's the regents. Um, okay, that. Yeah, it's not, it's not to use to get into college. Yeah, the SAT is what you get into college with, but they were they were removing the regents as a requirement to graduate high school. But if you if you need to get into college, you have to have some kind of a regents uh, 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 test, so to speak. You know, so why yeah, you have I heard about that. It was all, basically it was everybody graduates, and it's like well. That's well and good for your graduation numbers, but you're gonna need those you know, tests if you come into major but, universities. But the thing is, the, the thing is, you got kids who who are you know uh, who are against the wall from kindergarten. You know, and that's the problem. You know, they're they're, they're missing school. Uh, I remember when I was I'm a retired cop when I, I had a, a a case where uh, 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 I think she was in the third or fourth grade. I forget what grade she was in. It was so long ago. But anyway, she she got pregnant, and she was blaming 
school teacher. And when I went to go, you know, to the school to, you know, to find out what was going on here, I'm sitting down with the principal, and the principal said, you know, it's possible that it could have happened at the school if she only came to school. So I'm looking, you know, they give me her attendance record. She was never in school. She got let poof. She got left back in the first grade because she didn't show up to school. All right, and it's just social promotion. Social promotion. You know, regardless of what what they're doing, they're going to keep promoting them. So, so what are you doing? Why is this kid even, you know, why is this kid even with this mother who obviously doesn't care about a kid's education? And yet the kid's not going to school. She's going to some party, hanging out with guys, you know, doing what teenagers do, and then she got knocked up. But she was blaming it on a school on a school teacher when she wasn't even in school. I mean, and literally to the point where they knew exactly how pregnant she was, how far she was pregnant. She wasn't, if it was like three weeks, four weeks pregnant, she hadn't been in school for eight weeks prior to that, to when I went to school. So, you know, and and nothing's being done about it. You know, child welfare doesn't do anything about it. They got protocols. Yeah, we'll do our best to get, you know, to get the mother to cooperate more. You know, we'll provide services. It's always providing services. Well, why don't you just threaten to take the kid away from her until she does the right thing, until she wakes up? But they don't do that. They just want to give services, give services, and give services when it's doing absolutely nothing. All it is is just digging a deeper hole, and that kid will never climb out of that hole. That kid has, has nothing to look forward in life, and it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. Yeah, she's knocked up with no education, no responsibility. No, no education. And there is no exception of blame. In reality, that's how they that's how they want people today. They don't they want you dumb. They want you as dumb as possible. And very and, low you know, information, like what Rush Limbaugh used to say. Beyond proof, this is beyond low information. This is like, you know, it's just it, it makes no sense. How you could do this to somebody? This is a human being here. This is how you're going to treat the kid, and then you call it racism. There's no racism here. This is this is the system doing what it's designed to do to keep keep people down and stupid. Well, if everybody's stupid, they won't revolt because they won't know how. Exactly. Exactly, and then but they will revolt, but they'll revolt when they tell them to revolt. Mm-hmm. It is for their benefit. Uh, that was how we ended up with the George Floyd riots. Uh, that's 100%. how we one hundred percent, and that's how we've ended up with all the people, you know, being pro Hamas. It's just scary, man. What, what I think is going to happen. You know, and, I, and I tell people, I say, you better be ready. You better be prepared because it's coming. Well, at least it's loving and liberal, though. Yeah. At least it is. So uh, Australia is trying to bring COVIDs back, and I had the other Russell Brand clip I wanted to make sure I played today. Yeah, go ahead. 
I know this is Russell Brand. I was going to say, somebody got woodpeckers going on over there. I don't have a way to fast forward. I, I'll let mm-hmm. it go for a minute. Yeah. Well, it's different at least, I guess. Yeah. Soothing sound. <laughs> That's liberal. The calm before the storm. <laughs> All right. Well, if I got to download it again, I will. I mean, you know they're trying to bring something else. They're they're trying to bring something else here to, to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to unleash on the world, so to speak. You know, because they they knew they knew the the COVID pandemic was coming. They predicted it. How it's possible, I have no freaking idea it's how, they, how they're able to determine that. But they can't tell what the budget's going to be two days from now. Hello there, you awakening wonders, you great souls, you fire walkers. While the rest of the world is trying to close down free speech, we are advocating for even more of it and granting it even to other species, like the hound. I will not free the nipple, 709er. I will not. The nipple will remain in its own private bell marsh, like a Julian Assange. There will be no nippy leaks. It will remain ensnared and in jail. And Carl Rhino in the Rumble chat, why is Russell late? He's still talking to his MI6 handlers. After what I've been through, you still control the opposition. Baby, they're trying to control me, and it ain't working. We are going strong. Later, we're going to be talking about how uh, Tucker and Glenn Greenwald have been talking about censorship from the right and how the left now are demanding free speech. It's been another old switcheroo. As these conflicts escalate, as the omni-crisis devours more people, as division is created and fracture is cleaved where once there was an emergent new union, you're seeing people switching sides. Rio says, yeah, my dog is pretty cute. If you want to join us in the Rumble chat, join us in the Rumble chat. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll have to join us eventually because the day will come where YouTube just simply will not allow free speech. That day ain't here yet. And if you're one of our Awakened Wonders watching there, we love you. If you want to support our content, press the red button. Become an Awakened Wonder like Maximatias444. My dog is cute, he's saying. Uh, Primal Colin talking about how will the Aussies uh, deal with the new mask mandates. We're covering that in a minute, but we will not be able to cover that on YouTube because Australian news media, they took a swerve because you know how heavy they got during the uh, pandemic times. Well, they, uh, the, the news media and the medical establishment ain't taking no more of it. Remember, download the Rumble app, uh, the Rumble app excuse me, if you ain't got it yet because then you'll get proper notifications and you'll be here from the start. I think it's you that's late. I think it's you that's late. KRG0516, press this for the, for the nips. You are getting no nips. You've had your nips. You've had your last look at these. Because we are staying poised and dignified on Rumble, and I'll show you now, Rumble's not what it's reported to have been. You, do you believe? You won't believe how many Democrats and independents are on this site. Chris Pavlovsky posted his geese to the side Rumble. He's uh, posted about that earlier today. We'll cover it in a minute. But Congress is falling apart. It's one thing to see Trump riling him up at the UFC. But to hear talk of actual fisticuffs in Congress, or is it the Senate? You'll love this. It's the Senate. You'll love this. This is, I'm into this. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, 
anytime cowboy. So this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults and we can finish it here. No, watch this. Consenting adults as well, that's what you say before a fight. Like you can't just have a fight, can you, in the Senate? But this dude, Mullen, he's ready to go. Check it. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Mullen v. O'Brien. Who's the smart man? I'm saying Mullen. I'll tell you why Mullen. Watch Mullen with a ring. This ain't his first rodeo. He's been through this before. O'Brien, he's, he's staying down. O'Brien, you stay down. Tell you right. solution every poll. No, no, sit down. Sit down. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Don't put a stop that. Oh, not on my Senate. Oh, no, you don't. I've changed my positions on wards. I've changed my position on the financial industry. But I will not sanction this fight. Burn, he's committed, baby. Hold it. If we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. And my response has just been offered out. Proper <laughs> offer for a row. Amazing, amazing. Like, do you see that just below the surface of the obfuscating language, the diplomacy, the idea... Right, think about this, January 6th. How dare they? How dare they storm the Capitol? That is where we have our bare-knuckle fights. That's where we run our corruption from. That's where I get my money from Pfizer. The idea that you would come in there with those zip ties. Nancy Pelosi's in there right now, not telling her husband which stocks and shares to invest in. I'll tell you that. The idea that there's any sanctity, it's a veneer, it's a performance, it's disintegrating, and apparently it's pretty common because Tim Burchett is also saying that, I think it was Kevin McCarthy, elbowed him in the ribs. It's like something from Huckleberry Finn. It's like Mark Twain violence. He came up to me, oh, he got tricked me to paint the fence, then he elbowed me in my back ribs. Explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and she was asking me a question, and, and at that time I... Lady, I was with Aunt May. Uh, got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys, and I embarrassed. <laughs> that was a clean shot to the kidneys. I would have, I'm pretty good. Usually I can protect my kidneys. I can wind around with a side wine and I would have been there in the Adam's apple. Turned back and there was, there was Kevin and, um, and I, I for a minute I was kind of, what the heck? Kevin, that little sneak is snooping around the back. Just happened and then I, um, you know, I, I chased after him, of course. He's, of course I did. I pursued him over land on foot. Uh, as I've stated many times, he's a He's a bully with $17 million in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that, when you're a kid, would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirt. And he hides behind his mama's skirt right now, threw a rock over the wall. What is this mad wonder years violence? Just, you know, he, he, uh... The Speaker of the House and the third most, <laughs> third most important political figure. Of course, many of you are saying in the chat over on Rumble, it's because it's a charade, it's because it's a performance, and this is merely the revelation of the ulterior reality, an ulterior reality we're protected from seeing. From behind, that kind of stuff. It, you know, that's not the way we handle things in East Tennessee. We, we, if we have a problem with somebody, I'm going to look them in the eye and, and talk to them. Okay, so he walked... Look them in the eye and talk to them in East Tennessee. That's what I do. Extraordinary, amazing. In our country, the UK, you've heard of it, right? We uh, like when we're not happy with our prime minister—that's our president—and we never are because they're always some sort of joke. This one, 
Rishi Sunak. He's crazy. He's only been doing it about two weeks. He's, he's ruined it already. He's had to have six... Like, when, when they're displeased, his colleagues, the, the other members of his party, they write letters of no confidence. He's had six letters of, like, no confidence. We have no confidence in you. None whatsoever. Please buck your ideas up. Not elbows in the ribs or a smack in the mouth. He's had six letters of no confidence, but he has also had a fruit basket from Moderna, thanking him for his wonderful time when he funded Moderna for his hedge fund and through the many Moderna employees that have come via the government. There's two or three now. Curious, really. Used to work for the government, now work at Moderna. Extraordinary how that sort of stuff keeps happening. And without independent media... <clears throat> You wouldn't know nothing about it. I wouldn't know nothing about it without other brave, bold voices in independent media from across the spectrum, the daddy of them all, our Joe Rogan. But, you know, whether you like them or not, Jimmy Dore, Dave Rubin, across, Ben Shapiro, from across the whole spectrum. You might disagree with some of these people, but what we want, Tucker... Tucker, World King. You know, you, what you want are voices that will openly discuss this stuff, and where they're going to increasingly be doing it is on Rumble. Look at this surprising information. Pavlovsky, uh, the head of Rumble, he said, look, they've broke down. We're using, you know, I guess it's a computer company. They've got the data. 21% of people using Rumble are Republicans. 35% Democrat. That can't be right, can it? 28%... Independent. I'm guessing you lot are independent, right? We're sick of the system. Uh, no affiliation, 12%. Yep, that's me. I'm in that category. So there you go. That's, it. that's it. It's surprising, isn't it, that Rumble breaks down in that kind of way. And a lot of people are trying to censor free speech, and particularly in online spaces, even more fervidly than ever. Nikki Haley, who you will have... Well, you know Nikki Haley anyway. She loves the war and she loves the profit. And she loves getting gnarly with Vivek, don't she, on the TV set. And she don't like people having her daughter's name by, their, by her mouth hole. Do not mention my daughters on TikTok. She's also now saying that TikTok needs to be controlled. And she wants an end to online yeah. anonymity. But online anonymity, as well as, of course, it does permit trolling and stuff like that. But it also allows people to make revelations. It permits whistleblowers. Think about during the COVID pandemic period. Many of the people denied anonymity that reported stuff that we now know is factual would not have had the opportunity to anonymously report their information. Look at what Nikki Haley's proposing. And also, look how she talks about algorithms. I don't think she knows what algorithms are. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. Made up laws that people make up about thinking about it, isn't it? That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets... Good luck criticizing the establishment. Now we know where you live. We're surveilling you anyway. That's why C702 is being reintroduced. Section 702. It's coming back, baby. We'll be surveilling you. You're being surveilled now. The legitimate surveillance of American citizens using terrorism, global terrorism, as the uh, justification for spying on American citizens. It's been going on since 9-11. It continues still. So the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. There's different bots. You got Chinese bots, Iranian bots, Russian bots. I quite like the Chinese bots. Those Russian bots, you can't trust them. They try to maneuver the other bots and they meddle in their elections. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country.
Yeah, where do you live, man? What year are you living in where people are sort of worried about their pastor and that? Society's fallen apart. You broke it. You annihilated it. It's not some sort of cute little village no more, white picket fences, people concerned about their neighbours. That society was broken down when all of us were turned into mind-numb, mindless consumers with no connection to one another, turned towards hating one another senselessly, mindlessly, by career politicians that don't understand the consequences of their actions, that are willing to use liberal language when, when it's appropriate, but never met a country they didn't want to drone. Here she is. It's Hillary Clinton talking about Douglas Mackey. Now, you know Douglas <coughs> Mackey. He's got a seven-month prison sentence for posting memes. Obviously, the framing of this was that it was election interference. But does anyone really think you can text a vote? I mean, you can't make any impact on democracy if you actually bother a vote, you know, let alone if you start texting it into cyberspace. Have a look at this. This is... Uh, this is, uh, to be included a bit with Tucker, uh, Tucker's, uh, Tucker's chatting to that dude, Douglas Mackey, that's going away for seven months for posting memes. This is what we're talking about, online freedom. This is what we're talking about, that, that dissent is being criminalised. It's being criminalised. If you speak out consistently against real power, you are in serious trouble. Douglas Mackey, seven-month prison sentence, and here's Hillary Clinton normalising this. There we just saw Nikki Haley from the other party saying there should be no online anonymity. Look at how this stuff all ties together. There was just a trial in Brooklyn where a guy who had been one of the main, I guess he was one of the main people running memes against me in 2016. Well, the main memers, the main running memes against me in 2016. If they had run a meme against you in 2016, it probably would have won. Um, yeah. He went from what you could consider free speech. I mean, both Nancy and I have pretty thick skins. I would say reptilian. People say all kinds of things about us. But he went from that to ha running a very deliberate effort to mislead people about where and how to vote. Yeah. So it went from speech to action meant to subvert the election because thousands of people who they targeted through their algorithms, oh, I can text my vote for Hillary Clinton. So Hillary Clinton, we, I want to deconstruct that in some greater detail in a minute, but it... Pause. Hey, um, you come in and fix this thing. I've pressed the wrong button on this. This is not you, viewers. You stay with us. So, like, can you see how the normalization of censorship is continuing? Can you see that the incarceration of someone for posting Texas numbers, you want to vote for Hillary, which was apparently happening. Thanks, mate. Young Putin there. He looks like young Putin. He doesn't agree with his policies. He, uh, that invasion was provoked by NATO, as a matter of fact. He would never have crossed that border had NATO not for ages been ignoring his demand that Crimea remain uh, independent. Hey, so, um, yeah, what I'm saying there is that, um, that plainly free speech is becoming criminalized. Wherever you look, there is more legislation that legitimizes censorship. There are people being imprisoned for posting memes. There's a cry to get rid of online anonymity. All of, this, all of these measures essentially facilitate centralized control, wouldn't you say? So uh, here's, how, uh, here's how the mainstream, the legacy media are cynical when it comes to uh, reporting from uh, independent media, but compliant when legacy media uptakes it. This is a story about Iran and, yeah, uh, uh, and a sort of a $10 billion, well, you'll see from the video. ...media that the U.S. is about to weigh, uh, some, uh, issue a new waiver uh, on Iran that will uh, allow Iran to access $10 billion. Uh, why, when, how? 
anything like that. I think you certainly shouldn't expect me to comment on speculation on social media, and I will decline to do so. Go ahead, and then we'll wrap it up. Is it true? I think I just answered it, or declined to answer it. Oh, we're not having that. And there's a distinction between social media and independent media, I would say. Like we try to do our very best to ensure that the information we give you is undergirded by decent facts. We fact-check it and not the kind of Reuters fact-checking that's got curious financial ties or the Facebook fact-checking that ultimately appears to be funding it, funded in unusual ways. We'll be telling you more about that over the coming weeks. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, the next day, Legacy Media report... Biden admin renews sanctions waiver, giving Iran access to $10 billion from Iraq. Extraordinary, given the escalating tensions. It's almost as if war, from all angles, is beneficial to the truly powerful interests. Meanwhile, independent media is further censored. Like Mint Press, uh, which is a sort of a UK-based online media organization, has been demonetized by YouTube, presumably because they've said something about the current conflict in the Middle East that whoever runs YouTube don't agree with. And remember that YouTube are part of the Trusted News Initiative that includes the BBC, Facebook, a group that decide when something is disinformation and misinformation, the same way that YouTube used the WHO to provide their community guidelines when it comes to health matters, the Trusted News Initiative ensure compliance in other areas. Hey, we're still on YouTube right now, so I shouldn't be being so critical, because I am grateful. I'm grateful to all of you that are watching on that platform, but I do need to ask you to join us over on Rumble. You've just seen now, in spite of what you've been told, it's not just like a sort of a crackpot, lunatic, hellhole for uh, denizens of the conspiracy theory world, although we do like to discuss the odd conspiracy theory. Chief uh, 411 says free speech is becoming criminalized. I'm not your buddy guy. A $2 tip there. Did you see the FBI leak where they're classifying anyone who questions vaccines, refuse to wear a mask, or religious as far-right extremists? I've said it before, and i said it again, and I'll say it again, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Thanks for the couple of dollars. Uh, Kate, let's go. That hat is driving my attention deficit disorder nuts. Is it new? Is it fleecy? It looks fuzzy. I like the neutral colour with the blue accent. You will never know the details of my complex hat. That is the simple truth of the matter. Now, we're going to talk in a minute about that manhunt that took place after someone was alleged to have assaulted a, Jan a uh, police officer on January the 6th. They go for it, man. There's like about four or five agencies hunting this dude. Also, uh, someone commented earlier, you wanted to see about the return of mask mandates in Australia, <coughs> the legacy media over there are not having it. If you're watching us on YouTube, come on over. Come on over to the home of free speech. It is a truly independent space. No affiliation. New movements. Independent media leads to independent politics, which leads to revolution and change. I mean, peaceful, of course. We would not advocate violence, not under any circumstances. In fact, our opposition to war is absolute. Self-protection, yes, under all circumstances, but aggression, oh man, where's it going to lead? Okay, uh, so if you're watching on YouTube, click the link in the description. Join us. Join us. Join us over here, over on Rumble. Now All right. That's it. So. That was interesting. You know, it, it, it's, like, it's like I said, Proof. The Democrats, they, they will do everything they can to go against the law. Uh, uh, for instance, Donald Trump with what's being done to him in New York and uh, on the federal level. And they don't care. As long as they get a conviction, they, they figure that we probably will get it overturned down the road, but who cares? We've got a conviction on them. Everybody will believe that that's exactly what, you know, th that it's true what he did, that he is a crook, when he's not, to the best of my knowledge, anyway. Well, my thing is, is that they're not indicting the bank that approved 
alone. It's no. out of statute of no. limitations. And if the no, bank and, said and, we'd happily do business with him again, and Trump says I would be happy to do business with the bank again, and everybody's happy with the numbers, then who cares? Yeah, and even Cohen. Cohen gave two different accounts. One to Congress where he said that Trump told him to uh, to inflate the numbers, and when he went on the oath, Excuse me. In Manhattan court, he said Trump never told him to inflate the numbers. Right. Because he knows if he lies, if he lies in New York State, he's going to go to jail for perjury. Whereas, suppose you go, you you go in front of uh, Congress and lie, they're not going to do nothing to you. Oh, they don't care. No, nah, he he knew one hundred percent they weren't going to do nothing to him. That's you why know, Mayorkas could sit there and smile at that at the congressional hearings. Yeah, they had Just him. They care. had him dead to rights, man. They let him go, man. I don't get it. You know, I, I don't understand the Republican Party. I, I don't understand why they 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 uh, refuse to uh, impeach the, the the dude. But you know, speaking of Nancy Pelosi, they got the trial going on with uh, uh, with the uh, the guy that broke into the house. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're saying that called that kid guilty. They're saying he's a white supremacist proof when nothing at all indicates that he was a right winger, but everything that they said he had on him was that he, that he was a left winger. Oh, absolutely he was. You wouldn't be hanging out with the Pelosi's if you were a right winger. Yeah. And that he was he was a male prostitute. You won't find many, many Christian uh, prostitutes, that's for sure. No. Crazy man, crazy times we're living in. These are these are crazy times for sure. So, what do you have going on this weekend, Vito? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, Saturday. I'm gonna head out to my Pennsylvania house. I haven't been there since uh, the day of the accident. I gotta, you know, okay. get that get get the heat turned on for the winter because, uh, you know, once once I'm I'm able to, I mean, I believe it or not, I could have driven the car when I left the hospital because it's my left leg, not my right leg. Right. You know, but to appease everybody, I'm not gonna drive the car. I will not drive a car, but I can drive a car right now if I wanted to, with, and I could get in and out of a car without any issues, no problems. So, you know. You know, I, but the, the the matter is, is me getting out of the house. You know, I have to go downstairs. You know, and it just, it, it, believe it or not, it's scary. It's scary to go down downstairs because I'm afraid I'm going to slip, and and I'm going to injure the leg, and then they're going to have to, you know, God forbid, take the leg. Yeah, that's my biggest worry. You know, so I mean, they even asked the doctor today because, you know, I wash myself. I use wipes to wash myself. I don't want to – first, I don't want to put a plastic bag over my leg. I don't want any moisture to touch touch the wound at all, uh, uh, you know, because I, I fear getting an infection. And uh, you know, I asked the doctor today, I said, when can I finally actually go and physically sit down in my shower and take a, you know, take a nice, warm, clean shower? He goes – you can start doing it now if you want. And I and I thought about it. I said, you know what? 
it's not a, you know, thank you for, for that, but I'm not climbing the stairs. I have so I have eighteen steps to get to my shower and I'm not I'm not chancing it. No, I am not chancing it. The last thing I need to do is fall down, you know, a couple of stairs and, 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 and you know, break the bone even more than what it already is while it's here. So how long do you think you're away for that? Um what, for the bone to heal? For you to start taking regular showers. Um, well, I want to wait until uh, the bone on my lower leg, uh, because there's a there's just a little sliver of uh, of bone that was connected that was holding my uh, ankle, you know, below the you know my ankle and my foot to the rest of my you know to the rest of the upper uh, the the leg itself on the you know my tibia. I think it's a tibia. Mm-hmm. I think that's the front the front bone, and uh, um, uh, they put the rod in. And they're just hoping that they want the bone to grow around the rod, you know, whatever's there. They they, they want it to grow grow around the rod. And uh, uh, doctor doctor said it looks good right now. It looks like there's bone growing there. You know, wait a little longer. But uh, you know, if it doesn't, we may have to do bone graft. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, it's what I saw him today. Like I said, the, you know, my biggest, uh, my biggest pain that I have is, uh, is, is my toes. I said, I told him, I says, I, I, I still, I could tell you exactly what toe is hurting me when, when I'm getting the pain there, and exactly where on my toe is hurting me. You know, the, the top of the toe by the nail. It's it just, it's just crazy. And yet I'm looking down and I got no toe. Well, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's that phantom pain, and it's not really pain as as opposed to like you know, uh, 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 you know, you, you're falling down and you're scratching, you, you scrape your knee or or you bump into this. This is like it's like uh, someone is, is 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 sticking pins in my foot. That's exactly what it feels like. See, for me, and and so. I still get this sometimes. I feel like the nerves. Uh, are they're, they have spasms and and uh, it's like you could feel the nerves trying to grow back. Yeah. That's what it well, feels like. So it doesn't hurt. They, it just it, it's just spasms. Yeah, sadly, nothing's going to grow back here except for the bone. That's it. Once they cut uh, that, they, once they, they do that metatarsal amputation, that's it. Mm-hmm. Kiss the toes goodbye. Yeah. yeah, I get those pains all the time in my knees, and I can't yeah. feel anything in my legs, but every once in a while it's like I get knee cramps where I shouldn't be getting knee cramps. And that's because the nerves in my back still don't know any better. Crazy. Yeah. Human body. And what we go through. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it, 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 it's just it's just crazy how you know uh, uh, all that money that Biden wants to release to Iran, and nobody in Congress is doing anything to stop this. Not a one is anyone going out there. 
publicly saying this has to stop. We can't do Congress has to come step forward and, and stop this from happening. But he apparently can do everything by executive order or by fiat or whatever the hell it is that the president can do. I mean, $10 billion, you know, that's a lot of money, man. And you can cause a lot of damage with that money because these people, that country is sworn to kill us all. They're sworn to kill every American. And the way you reward that is giving $10 billion. $10 billion. That's how Obama rewarded them. He sent two planes full of cash. So I and then how we were rewarded with that? We were rewarded with that. And nobody said a damn thing about it. Use hormone blockers. Because it's good for the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, just like Russell said, they're, you know, all they're good for now is wanting to have a steel cage match in the middle of the Senate floor. Yeah. It's it's comical. It's it's a comedy show, and you have that moron Bernie Sanders. Wait, we could have this here. We're senators, and look at what you're doing to our country. You're one of the problems. He's one of the problems here. Right, but people don't see that, and they vote for him no. because he's liberal. Usually, yeah, because he's a Democrat socialist. on Santos and they basically hammered him and yet they have all this evidence on Biden and not hammering him. Well, no, because Santos isn't liberal. But he and is you know, a gay man and China they need to embrace him. Misinformation. Yeah. show as always. <laughs> and Vito, Vito, first off, Vito, best of luck to you. Um, yeah. It's, it's you, know, my, you know, I only had back surgery to have to deal with this stuff. It's like everything you've had to deal with since your accident is insane. Yeah, any, sur- any surgery, any surgery, you, brother, have. you know, you know, on your back, on your shoulders, on your knees, it's on your ankles. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just so freaking bad. It has potential to really, you know, turn bad. You just that's don't it. know. Keep your spirits up, man. That's you know. Well, the fact, the fact, the fact that I wasn't killed is uh, a miracle. You know, is you know, listen, I ain't gonna bullshit you. I'm going through some PTSD with this stuff too, because I can't. I can't understand this. I really don't understand how would it. My lawyer told me any, almost, and you are rare. He said someone that got T-bone 
on a motorcycle by a car going over, going over 30 miles an hour, and you lit to talk about it, it, it it's unheard of. It's ra- it rare. He goes, rare does that happen. And you're still alive. And I got hit by an SUV. I thought it was a Hyundai. But I got hit by a Jeep Wagoneer. Crazy. You know, and, 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 and the whole bear the whole time, I thought it was, a, I, I said, it was a yellow Hyundai. And, and I'm looking at the action report, and it's a, it's a silver Jeep wagon. It happened within a quarter of a second. It went left wheel over the double yellow line, right wheel over the double yellow line. Panic. You know, I, you know, I did the best I can, hoping that he had hit the back of the bike, but I just saw the fender crash right into my left leg, man. Yep. Something to see. Um, Thanks again for having me as your co-host. As always on Thursdays, I'll see you in two weeks. Oh, yeah, Uh, we're not doing a show on Thanksgiving, so right. (laughs) You have a great Thanksgiving and a holiday weekend, and I'll see you in two weeks. All right, man. Enjoy your holiday. All right. You too, Vito. Everyone else, I'll be back here on Monday, so please support the other shows on the network. I will be here Monday, so in the meantime, hold on to the handrail. Hope alive. Remember, only you can set first fire. I am proof negative. I am oot. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.